we're live. <coughs> Welcome back to COVIDcast. <coughs> Nick. Yes. Nick, I need, I need you to do something for me. What is it, friend? I'm immune, everybody. I I need I, I need a, a tailor. What for? Because I ripped my pants. Oh shit! That's right. Welcome back to. I just made cast. the I made the lifeguard face right now, but uh, no one pants can see aren't it. coming off. Actually, this is pantsless cast. And floor Nick, cast. Take your, Nick, take your pants off. I, I've got suspenders on, so I'd have to take off my overshirt too. I, I mean, just un, undo the suspenders and just wear them under your shirt. Just let them hang free. <laughs> That's that sounds uncomfortable, actually. Just little pieces of metal claw like mouths on the end, just hanging around. Well, like clip them to your underwear. I actually, I think I did that once <laughs> as a out. joke. How'd it work out? So first things first, on my the first note I wrote a week ago, I was doing some nostalgia trip watching CWC. Oh, yeah, the uh, Christian Weston Chandler. Yeah, uh, back when he was Christian and not Christine. Yeah. I was watching some classic Christian. I was watching the one right after he got famous, and he made the video where he's like, there's some stuff you have to understand about me. I am not something. Uh, I remember amongst other things, he went, I am not a badass. <laughs> He's like, I am not a badass. I am not a, a legendary artist. And he says like all kinds of stuff. Like, I guess he was getting kind of a big head, but he was also trying to be humble about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like over the course of this video, I, I zoned out because I was looking at my phone. So when I zoned out, he was saying, I am not a badass. I am not this. I am not... And I tune back in, and he's going, uh, and the Cherokees deserved respect, because they had walked the Trail of Tears. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, what did I miss? <laughs> Turns out what I missed was he was talking about his 116th Cherokee blood. And Are how actually 116th? Is Christian 116th Cherokee? Yeah. yeah. He could be. I mean, uh, he's from the South. Seems like a more likely area for someone to shack up with a Native American lady. Or man, as the case may be. Yeah, more than likely the first one though. I don't know, man. Have you seen them cheekbones? Well, no. I mean, I mean, more than likely the first one, as in that one would be, like, it seems more likely a white dude would be like, I'm gonna take make this my woman than a white lady. If she went and lived with the tribe, I think Christian would be fully Native American. Well, no, I mean, like, there was some fucking and then some bailing. Yeah, that, that could be the case too. It was just funny because I zoned out at like, I am not a badass. I do not do this. And then zoomed back in and he's like, and the Cherokees, they deserve respect. We're noble people because we walked a trail of tears. And I was like, what happened while I was gone? I was only gone two minutes. Well, Sonichu came into existence. Yeah. You missed that. In the two minute window? Well, yeah. this was after Sonichu had started blowing up. Oh. This is, he made the video to be like, I'm not, I'm not a pedophile. I'm not a badass. I am not this. I'm not this. My favorite Chris Chan video is the one where his dad comes in the room and is like, you need to get off the damn internet and stop putting those videos up because the city health inspector is going to come shut our house down and, and make us move. And, he, and then Chris Chan, he's like, you need to tell those people to get the, get all our information off the internet. And Chris Chan's like, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And he's like, he turns back to the camera and he's flapping his arms like the chicken dance. And he's like, everyone needs to, tonight, get all my information off the internet. He's like, I am commanding it. Rest in peace, great lumberjack. Oh, man. So, yeah, I was just, I mean, uh, cut down a fucking telephone pole, I think. Hey, Christian's whole family is nuts. I don't know anything past, like, him and his mom. I feel bad for his mom. Yeah. 
Uh, I think he lives with his aunt now. She's also pretty weird. Did his mom die? Maybe it is still his mom. I don't know. I'm not as well versed in the the CWC verse as most as a lot of people are. Oh fuck! You know what I am well versed in though? Mm. <laughs> Whoa! Hop on the Segway. DSP update, everybody. <laughs> What's the vest streak at? <laughs> Probably 105 now. I wouldn't God. doubt. It. He had the he, he had the vestibule. Streaming currently? That's a good way. That's a good place to start. Actually, dose. This is. I have a, a specific mini update that we're going to talk about someone else in the DSP verse. But let's talk about the vest streak. He hit the 100, so he had vest the vestibule. The vestibule. And uh, his reward was. You had to get the tip goal to three hundred dollars, and he'd tell you what it was. Uh, what was it? And he was wearing he was wearing the vest all day, and there would be a special surprise at three hundred dollar tip goal. Had Cat come in wearing the vest? No, he put on a different vest. Oh fuck! That he probably bought for ten bucks at Ross. It's just like a knockoff one, of, like one of those polar face vests. Yeah, it's just a knockoff one of those. I don't think it was a real polar face. Or the North Face or whatever it's called. Oh, that yeah, one. North Face. The one everybody wears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he probably did buy a polar face. <laughs> yeah, he bought a polar face. <laughs> it has, like, the fucking bear from that vodka you drink. Yeah, which has actually gone downhill, and it made me sad. Oh, it's not as good quality anymore? No. That's lame. No. Maybe it's just a bad year for him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe okay. I, I need to fucking fully train. I need to just spend the money on Dan Aykroyd vodka. Uh, you can't of all the things you can say about Dan Aykroyd you can't say he doesn't make good vodka he makes great vodka yeah Danny boy I love you between Dan Aykroyd's vodka and the buffalo grass vodka which is your that is a hard choice they both like vodka has a special place in my heart in that it's the cheap drink I wiped a lot of memories away with it's like this is like a mini doses drunk time I I do have a little bit of that dram buoy. Oh, you already reviewed that one. I know, but I I am a little bit. And you're like I'm still I'm still I'm cruising. still cruising on it. Yeah, I haven't had too much, but I am cruising. Yeah, vodka is a very special place in my heart because it's a drink born of sadness that transitioned into like community a little bit. You know, I try not to drink it unless I'm in a group of like seven people. That makes sense. Like if I do want to get a little bit bougie, I will get the buffalo grass because it's very floral, very nice, and it's good sipping vodka. You ever heard of denatured alcohol? Yeah. It's fucking potent shit and it'll kill you. Yeah, like, don't drink it, but, like, the smell of it is actually really nice. I figured we use it to clean parts at my job. Mm-hmm. And I thought, since it was denatured alcohol, I was like, oh, man, this shit's going to smell, like, more harsh than Everclear. Mm-hmm. But no, it smells, like, real sweet. And, like, it's actually, like, a nice smell. I'm like, oh, this is a pleasant change. I thought you were going to go with dealcoholized booze. And I'm like, yeah, I've also heard of that. I don't know why anybody would spend the money. Because they have an alcohol allergy. But why do they want to drink alcohol? If They want to a- drink wine at the dinner table with all of their friends drinking real wine. Oh, uh, why not just drink grape juice at that point? <laughs> if it's wine. If it's beer, I get buying a non-alcohol, like a... Well, I mean, like, it's it's the whole, like... There was a guy... I want to drink wine, not grape juice like a child. When I worked at a retirement home, there was a guy, he would come in every night, he was the coolest dude ever, he would give you fist bumps. I, I don't think he was able to speak... Uh, I think he had Parkinson's, but like, he would his wife would always order for him, and she would always give him cranberry juice in a wine glass. You would and she would be like, "Can you give him a straw and cut it in half so it would fit in the wine glass?" Mm. So he'd be fancy, and when and usually at the end of the night he'd be like, Ugh, and he'd raise up his hand to give you a fist bump, and like his little his big old man hand. Well, I mean, like it's still it's the uh, it's like it is like that the wine in the wine glass, but you don't want to be that fucker like rocking up with a bottle of welches well i'm assuming you're doing it like off to the side 
Like, you're not, like... I mean, like, still, like, think about that. Like, you want to... You enjoy wine. You enjoy the taste of wine. But you can't have the alcohol. Well, if it's the taste thing, I get. If it was, like, beer where I'm, like, I don't understand why people enjoy this. I mean, you're a person who enjoys the taste of beer, but me, I drink beer, and I'm like, yep, tastes like dirty water. Let me get you my beer. Let me get you the good one. The, uh... Uh, St. Bernadette's Abbott 12. That shit's like 16 bucks a bottle. And it's so fucking good. I remember I had that Brother oh Thelonious God. craft beer. That was pretty good. That was fucking dank. Yeah, I still have the bottle somewhere. We need to find it again. I want more of it. We got it from the fancy HEB. The craft beer section. Anyway, let me get back to this DSP update. Because we got news from outside of Phil and the DSP verse. Uh, a couple days ago, earlier this week, it was... I forget what someone posted but some girl on twitter whose twitter handle is brazy mamo or mamo i i'm not sure how it's pronounced Mm -hmm. and brazy like the way a blood would say crazy brazy mamo or mamo uh she showed up on a dsp detractor thing and said i think someone posted a picture of kit and she responded with this is my sister and she has asperger's so, uh, obviously everyone was like, this has got to be a troll. So everyone started questioning her about whether or not she was a troll. And sh- her defenses were so weird and, like, uh, aggressive that they didn't seem like she was a detractor. It came across that she was, like, a legit person who was just very strange and didn't know how to deal with detractors. Because, like, people kept asking her if she was real. And she was like, yes, I'm fucking real. Quit asking and then uh, eventually they were like, you gotta provide some proof if you're really Kat's sister. So she posted a picture of her ID, which isn't really proof, but the picture I compared her, her name's, her real name is Jenna Snow. And I, I compared her face with Kat's face, which through DSP shitty webcam is not a good comparison, but they have the same, like, shape, cheek, cheekbone structure. Like, oh, they have what like Kat's like, maiden name. They have kind of like, um, St. St. Jean or St. John, but like J E A N. But I'm assuming they're from, cause like all the detractor reports of Kat's past are like real messed up family. It could be that like maybe, uh, <laughs> detractor reports. <laughs> all their gay ops. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I don't, I don't condone anybody like digging into people's past, but the fact that they did, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read them. Anyway, so she shows up, posts a picture of her ID. Their face structure does look pretty good. And, like, it seems like they're from a pretty shitty home from all the stuff I've heard. I've never actually read all the stuff people found out about Kat. Because I was like, you know, it's her privacy. Even if she's related to DSP. But the stuff I've heard from people secondhand is that she was from, like, a weird home where their mom was, like, crazy religious, like, Binding of Isaac mom crazy. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, like, not, like, killing him in the basement, but, like... They, uh, there was, like, the mom thought Cat was possessed by a demon and threw her in a closet or some shit like that. And if Cat has Asperger's, maybe that's why the mom thought that, because maybe she was just, like, real socially distant and weird. And if Cat does have Asperger's and this chick is correct, which, over the days, it's become more and more apparent that this is a real woman, and it really seems like this is Cat's sister. It would explain a lot about Cat and why she's so awkward uh, by herself and even with Phil. And why she goes along with Phil's schemes. Like, at first I thought it was she was playing the long con on him. Now I think it's just, like... She doesn't know better? Uh, I think maybe she knows... Like, maybe she doesn't know better? Maybe... I'm not sure. It it would depend on, like, what level of, like, 
higher functioning Asperger she's at because maybe she just sees it as like, oh, this guy lets me live here and play video games and I like doing both those things. I don't, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see if uh, if fucking Jenna goes to Phil's house, which she said she's doing. She got Phil's address from the detractors. She got, and someone was like, "I hope, I hope no one gives this lady Phil's address." And then someone, someone was like, I "Already did it." <laughs> someone so, immediately. Oh, so basically, I, I didn't think the writing was going to get better after the bankruptcy arc. I thought it was going to just flat bottom out. But no, it's we're getting fucked that you call it the writing. <laughs> but no, we're getting the DSP versus crazy sister-in-law because not only is she DSP sister-in-law. She is, let me, I summed it up best in my notes. She is DSP's uh, slutty, weird, amateur porn star uh, sister-in-law. Yes, she's an amateur porn star, because the minute she got slightly famous from detractor stuff, she started talking about her OnlyFans that she's going to make, and she was like, she put a tweet out that said, bet y'all didn't know I'm about to release a sex tape, and I was like... It's with Starside Phil. No, see, uh, no, hold on. Don't jump the gun. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, Is that why she's going to his house to cook? No, her what I was thinking was, imagine if she goes there, and Phil like somehow manages to like talk her into just like he pays her to fuck, and then there's like a divorce arc where he gets with her sister. I was like, how fucking and batshit crazy would that be? At this point, oh no, Phil's no, life, no, 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 double arc, mid divorce arc, it changes polygamy arc he just dates the sister too i wouldn't doubt it at this point oh my god phil see why i call it the writers because at this point it's just like the cosmic beings that control earth just like let's let's make this one dude's life fucking retarded (laughs) Uh, let's see what else i got i got some tweets Uh, from she put bet y'all didn't know i'm about to make a sex tape uh all my fucking things are falling out of my pockets and making the worst Worst audio, but you know what? This isn't pantsless cast anymore. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Nick. Oh, one, one, uh, she, uh, when I first found out about her, I went to her Twitter feed to see what she was posting pre-DSP. Because it would have been a big red flag if you went and the first thing she did was talk about DSP. And it would have been like, oh, okay, this is fake. But you go, and the first like three weeks of her having an account, or like the first month actually, was just her posting pictures of Southern California and posting uh, things about COVID-19 being a conspiracy theory. And that Bill Gates is a pedophile who needs to die. That was another thing she was talking about a lot. And then she posted uh, a picture of her leg with a red bandana tied around it, like a bloodwood, and like with a thing talking about why she wears it. And apparently she was date raped. And I I forget how that related to the red handkerchief, but like she was basically saying that was something about how she was date raped. So basically, if this chick does succeed in going to Phil's house. And knocking on his door, good lord, we're in for fucking the hell of a bitching stream. <laughs> like Phil's gonna rant about it a lot. I've been waiting for him to say something about it. He hasn't yet. I can we like? Can you tweet at her? Uh, live stream it. Uh, I probably will, and she probably will do it. Cause like, no, no, fu- like do it live. Like like do most- it live. Like how I emailed Alex Jones. Live tweet. Dark side Phil's. Sister-in-law, please. Oh, do it right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me do it on the on fucking air. DM her. All right. Hold on. Let me message her. I was actually gonna message her and be like, "Hey, you want to be on my podcast?" Maybe I'll do that after. Just be like, "Hey, uh, me and my uh, me and my buddy uh, are doing a podcast." Well, first I'm just gonna say, "Hey, if you go, 
No, like, fuck, fuck it. Like, we did a DSP special on his bankruptcy. You're going... Uh, what should I say? If you're going to confront your brother-in-law, if you're going to see your brother-in-law and sister, you should live stream it? Just, um, hey, like, honestly, let's lay all the cards out on the table. Well, like, I just want to see what she says about the live streaming thing before... Hey, um... Should oh, we, and, like, don't don't DM her the, like... Yeah, f- fucking... Should I DM her or should I tweet it to her? I don't know. I, you, listeners, write in. Write in right now. If you take your touch-tone phone and press 1 for DM and 2 for, like, for tweet. Uh, do you want to tweet or do you want to DM her? That's your, that's your call, man. Do you want this to be hey, super... We'll worry about it later. Let's keep going over this. I don't yeah, want to we'll talk about, about her. I don't thing. want to talk about her the whole time because I got other stuff to talk about. But, okay. Uh, we'll decide at the end of the episode. Basically, she's, like, a weird, like, uh, like hood rat chick. She has lots of tattoos. One another one of the weird things that happened was someone was like, "This bitch is fake," and she was like, "Really? Is this fake, bitch?" Like Kendrick Lamar, B I S H, and it was her in her bathroom, fucking slowly getting naked. And then I was like, "That's not, oh my god, that's, no, that's horrible. That's not Let a response." See. But <laughs> yeah, no, like, oh uh, no, it's terrible. That's someone, terrible. Let me see. Someone posted it on Hand me your phone so I can look at her Twitter. Hold on. I'll bring, I'll it, up. I'll bring it up for you, goddammit. Oh, all right, fine. Hold on. And I don't have the tweet saved. I have the link to it, though. All right. It, yeah, it's in that side. I handed Nick an HDMI t- cable so he can... Uh, oh, oh, by the way, she's also already blocked by DSP. That's fucking incredible. So this is her. For the viewers at home, if you want to see what DSP's uh, sister-in-law looks like, just go on Twitter and go to at Brazy, B-R-A-Z-Y, and then Mamo or Mamo, M-A-M-O. Yeah, she looks hood as fuck. Yeah, she's uh, attractive in like a like a hood way. A trashy. This is this woman sexually abused me. And she Why the fuck she got 4% battery? This, she seems like the kind of chick who's always on low battery, <laughs> to be honest. Alright, I gotta fucking dig through here because I lost the, oh, like... Fuck. So basically, we're going to get the DSP versus Jenna arc. Here's her. Here's a full body shot of her. Damn, she's actually got a really good body. Yeah, she's pretty skinny. She's pretty fit. Here's on on fucking uh, Facebook. Family road trip to Washington to fuck up my brother-in-law who's been exposed online as a pedophile. Eve Malik. Those are her friends. Uh, but, like, what happened there is there's the detractor meme of calling Phil a pedophile for jerking off in front of the kids because of his uh, incident. And a lot of kids watch his shit. Well, someone told her that, and she took it as Phil is actually a pedophile. Which, uh, I mean, I don't think he's a pedophile, but, you know, his relationship with Panda Lee was a little questionable. Oh, look, there you go. At, at they call me DSP blocked you. Fucking coward, he can't block me from slapping him in the fucking face. Oh my god, this is gonna be insane. Oh, we can see if Phil actually makes use of his axe. True. I feel like I feel like she's probably gonna go and wind up getting arrested. But I just can't wait to hear the fucking the rant about how much better of a person Phil. By the way, she's also homeless and has been homeless for several years. She said, "I guess she just stays with different friends." I think there's a video of her uh, pulling out a knife in front of a bunch of weed. Yeah, she talks about smoking weed like all the time. Oh, oh, ah. oh here it is. I'll probably put a link to this in the episode description. Don't do that one. <laughs> well, if fans want to see what's going on, you can find it. It's on May 28th. May 28th of her Twitter. I, I, I don't like this. It's it's a not safe for work video. Well, she technically doesn't show anything. It's no, covered it's, by it's, her it's 100% the camera work. 
Because she's doing like a little sexy like sway and pose, but like she's also swaying her hand. So the camera's going in every which way. If you get motion sick easily and you insist on looking at this chick's like admittedly toned ass thighs, like go look at this. The thing I'm wondering is she toned there or is she just so thin that's her hip? Because she seems really skinny. Yeah, no, you can see her like bit of her rib. Ribs are very prominent. Anyway, that was her response. Is this fake too, bish? Yeah, she put bish. I thought it was bish. Nah, there's no S in there. So anyway, that's and the story. And I don't care about their opinion either. It's a fucking Twitter account. If they're that serious, add my Facebook if you think I'm fake. General Lane Snow, that's my full legal name. I ain't got shit to hide. Let's go look at her Facebook. That's the thing is, like, she keeps uh, talking about herself and all that. So, like, that's why I'm like, this chick's got to Go to be. her Facebook. Let's find out. She works at the motherfucking streets. <laughs> L.A. Kelly, let's go. She graduated from Gordon's College of Cosmetology. From Detroit, Michigan. Cat is from Michigan, I believe. She doesn't. Uh, she she only she posted a baby picture of her and Cat as babies. I don't think she has any pictures of them growing up. She said she had more, but she lost them. That's what made everybody be like, hmm. I mean, that did look like Cat. I like how the one pic of her that I've seen with her ass out. Someone posted a GIF that just says "nice." Nice. And Tim- Timothy Sapp said, "Sure." <laughs> I wonder how far this goes back. March 25th. I guess she just doesn't post on Facebook a lot. Because she only po- she's only got posts in 2011, 2013, and then now. So I think that's a good proof that this is a real profile and not recently made. Well, wait, go back to the uh, posts again? Because he had, like, a whole, like, timeline selector. Let's go back to January of this year. This is when she started posting stuff on Twitter, too, is in February. She said she was homeless for a long time, so maybe she just didn't have a f- smartphone. That's why she's been showing up all this time. She hasn't done a whole lot on Facebook. Anyway, well, that's the mini DSP update, is that we're going to see what happens with Kat's sister. And uh, see where this goes. Speaking of, how are you feeling about um, tweeting versus DMing? I think I'm going to go with tweeting, because more people will notice. I think she's going to see it regardless. Though her, I don't know, she might respond to the DM. I'll, th- I'll think about it. I might not want to interfere and just see what happens. <laughs> no, we got to get it. This, is, this could be our end. This could be our end to the detractor community. Yeah. I already have Lightside Paul following. I have five followers, and three of them are DSP related. I'm followed by Lightside Paul, uh, Mary Sci-Fi, who is a uh, black chick who's a police officer in Baton Rouge. She's cool as fuck. Fucking brazy mammo. Are you actually followed by her? By D- uh, by Cat's sister? Yeah. Yeah, she followed me back. Oh fuck! Fuck it, DM. I'm followed by yeah her, and and then the other two follows I have. One is like a, in, in like a people trying to advertise it's just like someone who makes t-shirts and the other one is a guy who plays warhammer and i think he followed me because i followed arch arch warhammer on from from youtube uh but yeah no fuck it dm her be like hey um me and my buddy have a podcast and we every now and again like to talk about dark side phil um and this is kind of the latest news in his life you know we're really interested in it and we're wondering if you have any comments i'll send her a a dim do it right the fuck now let's see if we can get some comments on the show Okay, um, I'll message her. And I'll, if she like responds back, we're like, yeah, uh, we'll we'll get some fucking software ready. The thing is, I don't know if she'll have access to a microphone because oh, uh, we can like Google call her in, and we'll just record computer noises. <laughs> computer noises. Yeah, like we'll have like the internal computer sound be its own input. Oh, I thought you meant like we'll just have like I'll have her text in and have a computer be like, I am Ket sister. I like pussy and weed. No, that's me. I like pussy. Not so much the weed, though. She definitely likes weed. I don't know about she feels about 
Punani. Punani. I bet she likes her Punani. Well, that's the mini DSP update, everybody. We'll get back with Cat Sister in a little bit, but I got other stuff I want to talk about because we've already had like a, a special and a half dedicated to Phil. So let's move on to some other fun stuff. By the way, there's gonna be some more Phil as I as I gather the strength this week to go through his fucking. Let, lest we become strictly a detractor podcast, let's talk about some other fun dead air stuff. If anybody's tired of hearing about Phil, although it seems like everybody really likes ta- talking about him. So. All right, so let's uh, get on to some fun things. Here's my first. Anyway, let's get back to nine eleven. Uh, <laughs> hey, before all the George Floyd stuff happened, did you see the video of that lady in Central Park? Uh, there's like a, a like a friendly black man who was a Harvard graduate out and about on Central Park birding, and some white lady was walking her dog without a leash, and he was like, "Excuse me, miss." Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. And she started screaming at him and was like, I'm going to call the police and tell them an African-American man is threatening my life. And luckily he was smart enough to pull his phone out and record this as soon as she started getting loud. Because if not, he would have been the dude getting fucking protested about. (laughs) And he was a Harvard graduate and everything. Like he was like, and she was like some kind of stockbroker or something. And then after the news broke about it, the aftermath of that was that uh, she lost her job because the company was like, we don't condone anything she did. First, they put her on leave, and they were like, you know what? This is too hot. You know, you're gone. Sorry. Yeah, she's she lost her job. Gonna get a job again. And then, then the way she was uh, holding her dog by the collar and, like, whipping it around like a fucking sock puppet, uh, the, the company or the ASPCA or somebody made her give up her dog. Oh, I think it was the people that she adopted the dog from made her return the dog. Oh, that's probably what it was, yeah. I know she I know she lost her dog and her job for being a fucking bitch. And there's no... You can't defend that lady because it's just straight up. She's threatening to have this man beaten by the police because he said, Excuse me, madam. Uh, the, 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 you don't actually see him telling her to do that, but I can only assume based on how friendly and nice this man seemed. He was just like, Excuse me, madam, your dog is not supposed to be on a leash. Excuse me, your dog needs to be on a leash. It's it's in the city city's federal code. There's even a sign posted, ma'am. Well, newsflash, bitch. Bloomberg ain't the mayor. You can't just go around beating black people anymore. <laughs> ain't that fucking topical? Still can't. Uh, I mean, smoke you can. Inside. You can. You, you can if just... you have a badge. Yeah. They'll... Although that's slowly going by the wayside, man. It's gonna be hard to be a cop in the future. Well, no. Now they're just waiting till like. Till now they're, they're just like... beating everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're outside, they're just gonna start beating you. Yeah, my favorite one was when they assaulted an old man um, with a cane, and they just fucking knocked his ass over. I saw a cop fucking on a horse trample someone a minute ago on Twitter. What the fuck? Yeah. Can we stop talking about that? Well, no, I just wanted to, you know, we've got to be topical. I really just wanted to talk about the crazy bitch in Central Park, because that one was funny, and no one got hurt. Uh, moving on from racial topics because this is a fun podcast for everybody. Anyway, aside from racial the, topics, this is the, this let's is the get back to something non like that's Bosnian non- rape camps. Dose your opinion. Um, uh, I'm glad I got the summer pass. You got the season pass for the Bosnian rape camp? Yeah, I get to go all summer long. That's nice. I mean, how much was that? Like six bags of corn. They don't have a lot of food over there. Six groschen? Six groschen. Here's the question that needs to be answered. If you had a friend who's, like, a really good friend, like, me and Leo levels of friendship to you, and the only thing that was weird about him is he pronounced words weird, would you be okay with that, or would you tell him something? Well, we And, have, like, uh, he, he's like, you go, you go to a bar, and he's like, I'm gonna get a margarita, and it's like, what flavor would you like? And he's like, strawberry. I'd fucking rib him uh, endlessly, but... 
But, but then he just doesn't understand why you're upset. I mean, we had that friend in high school. His name was James. <laughs> he pronounced well, it, no, he pronounced see. turret turret. Well, see, James and he pronounced it Modaluve cocktail sets fires to buildings. James was just a troll. <laughs> like if James hadn't become that man made legitimate bird noises when he did chemistry and train noises when he did calculus. He was a weird man, and I'm pretty sure he was a troll. Like the time that no, he wasn't. This was real. After high school, he found Jesus and said, "Fuck being a doctor. I'm gonna be a faith healer." Did he really become a faith healer? He tried. Oh, okay. No, I'm serious. He wanted to do that after, after high school. He the last time I hung out with him, he tried to pray my gay away. <laughs> he fucking tried to like. I hope oh, he's recovered because honestly, James was really fun to hang out with. Uh, everyone that I know has ghosted him. Because he's ghosted me. He messaged uh, me like four times gay, and was like, um, "We have a gay trans. We have someone who's friend, like, been best friends with this gay trans for fucking ever." And so I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure. Just never talk to him because fuck it." He he ghosted me out of. He messaged me and was like, "Hey, uh, we should do something sometime." And I was like, "Sure." And I was like, "There's got to be a good story there, if nothing else." And then he just never messaged me. And then then cut to a year later, he did it again. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I don't." I hope you stop being crazy. Or if you're crazy, like, Speaking just of, we go need all the to way. Bert. Bert's in fucking Travis County Penitentiary. No, he got out. No, he's back. Oh, no. <laughs> Bert watches. He's still there. Look Hold on. Up. I'll do a live Bert update for you. Let's, Bert watch. We're uh, doing, do, we have a, do you have a theme song for this one? Uh, uh, we didn't do the DSP theme song. It was, a, it was more about his cat sister, so we can let that slide. I can edit it in later if you cat, really want. Cat, 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 Gina. Thank you. That was way better than mine. How far away is Travis County? It's uh, Austin. So, like, 50 miles. Do you want to see if they allow... Um... During COVID, they're not. Oh. They might have changed it since Texas is opening back up. But uh, for the time being, it's, yeah, like, you see right here, COVID-19, no visitors. Do they do, like, digital? Possibly. We have to get pre-approved Yeah, secure video uh, visitation system. We'll do that off uh, recording because I think you have to go, you fill out some forms and shit. There you go. Bert, twenty age twenty six, he's still there. So he's in the Travis County Correctional Complex. Oh God! I still need to write to him and be like, "Hey, twenty thousand bond." Yeah, it was, I think he's got a type B felony, like Assault one of, on family household member with. It's a f- oh conviction. third degree felony. That's what it is. It's it's bad, but not as bad as it could be. Uh, the, I I looked up his particular conviction. What it could what he the worst case scenario could be. Even if he got the absolute worst case scenario, the max would be like two years in jail. That's not too bad. Yeah, but he'd still be a felon. But we'll see what happens. I'll have to write to him and ask him about his case. Well, like, how do we? How do we? I have a letter prepared. I just need to mail it to him. I gotta. I'll probably go tomorrow and get a. Stamp I mean, like, don't mean to like ask where the stamps are in this house. Um, if you can later on, yeah, uh, before like before I leave. Anyway, uh, that's that's uh, Bert. Watch everybody. Bert is still in traffic. He got out and then he went back in. Oh, I got a story about my old job. That's the uh, that's the next thing I had written down. So this is why we were delayed. Nick was in Travis County visiting Bert. I wish I I I would tell him to write in and say write us letters to read on the show. There is a guy at my old job that was an engineer, and his name was Arun. He's an Indian guy. Most of the engineers were Indian guys. There was a couple white guys. His name was Arun, and he came around. And he came and gathered me and my boys, Casey and Richard, who I've talked about. And he was like, you guys you guys build the doors? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, 
for the things we worked on. And he was like, okay, uh, I've seen y'all pick them up. They're real, like, big and heavy, aren't they? And I'm like, yeah, when you finish them. And he's like, okay, I want to design this table. And he brings up his laptop, and he's got his, like, engineer software going with the blueprints that he's working on. And he's like, basically, you're going to be able to put the door in it, lock it in place, and it'll be able to spin, like, every direction and everything. So you could flip it over, put them on, flip it back over, put them on, do this, and then just push the table right to the thing and put it right on the unit. And we were like, well, that sounds fucking cool as hell. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go finish the designs, and hopefully in, like, a month I'll be back. Cut to a month later, Arun comes back, and he's like, okay, so the higher-ups saw my designs, and they said no. They shot it down. And I was like, well, that's gay. And he's like, so I'm working on a new one. And he's like, it's far less uh, crazy. He's like, but it'll still get the job done. And it was basically like a table with two racks in like a triangle shape Yeah. that you could put the doors on, and then the table would be low to the ground, so you could just like kneel on a knee pad and put put everything on there. And so then he was like, "It's not the best, but it'll do." And we we're like, eh, "Yeah, that's okay, I guess." Arun leaves. Cut to like two months later, they bring the table in, the little table that's like it's maybe like two feet, three feet off the ground at the most. That's as far as they got with the project before they just trashed Arun's idea completely. Oh, just this small hey, we just not, so two, three feet off the ground. Up to when I left, and I'm pretty sure now if I messaged Casey and asked him, that table is still there. And it's a table, it's a table like, it was a big square table, and they cut like a piece in it, so it kind of looks like an alien from Alien Invader. And you were spo- it was going to have the racks installed for you to put the things on, but it never got that far. So now there's just a small table in in the department. And it was fucking retarded that it existed. But I turned it into Nick Fox's patented deep dicking table because it had a perfect cutout for you to stand in and you put some padding on it. You can lay the girl there. You can uh, optionally install uh, stirrups for her legs or you can, she can just hold them. Or you, it's could, got you a, could do like a whole bondage thing on the table. Yeah, yeah, you can make it bondage. You can get the custom bondage package. You can get the comfort package where she just wants to be comfy while you bang it out. It's got a uh, like a Catholic uh, hassock, the kneeler, so you can drop oh, down oh, for when yeah. you, so you can start eating it, you know. And it, it, I I fucking designed the shit out of it. <laughs> like I was like, they did the initial design for me, but I can do all this and then patent it. And me and Arun could go into business. I could sell a bunch of these. I was like, you can put it right in your fucking sex dungeon. It'd be great because you got like you got stuff you for like a like a dildo you, warmer on it. And plus, you can flip her over, and she can stand like she doesn't have to like deal with the bed going like underneath her and shit she'll have something like firm to sit on that'll be padding and everything you know all right but like hear me out like underside dildo warmer yeah like there was tons of space you could put all kinds of shit on there you could customize it however you wanted to it's customizable it's uh no 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 like uh, like there's a little like tray and you like move it down and the dirt like open the open the tray oh what's that it's a dildo yeah and hey you know what it's warmed uh because it's in a warmer specifically so your butthole doesn't go when you uh, stick it in your butt, and then the best thing is, it's it concealable. Cummies compatible. It's concealable because you can hide it because it's just a table, and you take all the stuff down and fold it in and everything, and even family friendly. You can take all the stuff off, just turn it into a kids' table. But then when the kids go to bed and it's mom and dad time, you, you can put all your you can put your heated lube in there instead of hot chocolate and all that good stuff. It's it's interchangeable. It's it can be it's Nick Fox's deep dicking table or alternatively Nick Fox's deep family connection table. 
that mean, was depending the, the, on what kind of pornography you're making, it could also be Nick Fox's deep dicking family connection table. Yeah, yeah. If you want to, that step guy, brother. Step, yeah, step brother. The our parents left and they left the deep deep dicking table on. Let's try it out, sis. No. What's weird is no, I'm not gonna get into. That. What's weird is they were both voiced by me. I kind of want to go in an ADR an entire porno. Since we're on the topic of incest, I want to talk about the like fucking weirdest incest video I ever watched. Was that real? Like two, no. Okay. No. It's like was it the tornado know. one? No. Okay. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. That one we did make fun of at one point because um, like oh I'm a virgin, then it pans down her pussy looks like a fucking roast beef. Sandwich. The plot twist was that she was not a virgin; she just wanted to fuck her brother. Yeah. No. No. It was. Um, it was a good twist. One where the chick was like, the dude was just like shirtless in the kitchen, like, oh fuck. Oh, it's that morning. one. Oh, I just want to drink this coffee. Oh my god. And I she, forgot that and was she, even like, an incest. Comes one. in bubbly, like, hey, hey. stepbrother. Ah, oh. oh, and she's like rubbing her titties, like, oh, I'm this so. This guy just really horny. looks tired and wants like, coffee. God, I. Oh god, he, he looks very uncomfortable that she's even near him. She's like, uh, I know what I want for breakfast. Uh he's like kind of like backing away and into the corner like please leave me alone and she like pulls down his pants clips out his dick and starts jacking him off she jacked him off for like a solid yeah no the video was like nine minutes and she jacks him off for nine minutes and he's the whole time just standing there like sipping his coffee like and then uh then he when he busts his nut the nut lasted for like we timed it it was like 28 it was seconds 40, it was like 45 seconds it was 45 yeah he she's like oh yeah give me that nut. oh yeah and she and she pulls open her underwear and has a nut in her panties and like a lot of this was and a, then she yeah it's this a, wasn't it was even this nut. wasn't even a regular nut this was like nutmeg oh fuck yeah and then she like pulls her panties back up and she like pats her pussy she's like I'm saving that for later she pats her like the sloppy ass goo in her like in the crotch it's like and he just looks like god I, he looks I like he's just ready to leave he's I, like now I gotta shower again he's like I can't wait I gotta shower with hot water cause I feel dirty inside <laughs> it was really funny it was fucked up I feel bad for that actor I mean he like, signed I, up for it I know but it looked like the he was worse. Maybe he was. Shoot for you know how they have the gay for pay porn, where it's like a straight guy that gets fucked in the ass for money. Maybe he was gay and he was doing straight for pay the whole time. He was just thinking about a dude jerking him off, but she kept being like <laughs> making girl noises and shit. And he's like, "Oh, you're fucking ruining it. Are your hands so dainty? Why aren't they masculine?" I mean, she did callus up real good beforehand. It's she was like fucking woodworking the day before. It's like I gotta make it work for him. Took a shower and didn't lotion up after. Her hands were all cracked and shit. Speaking of sex captions, do you remember my story about the funniest sex caption I ever saw? For the, those uninformed, there's a fetish called sissification where dudes get turned into ladies. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't get turned completely, but they, they get turned like they made it look like ladies. And uh, they get fucked by alpha dudes. So <laughs> I saw one of those go by on a website I was on and the caption was just my ass can't stop craving gay sex and like it made me laugh so hard because it, it makes it sound like it's a it's not like it's not a huge issue but it's an issue it's like my damn ass and it's like what's wrong Paul my fucking ass won't just, just won't stop craving gay sex <laughs> since we're here I remember the night we were cuddled up together as as hetero men will do. As hetero life mates should. Mm -hmm. And we were on Pornhub together browsing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I dose is dead. <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> Hi. 
Hi, Dad. <laughs> anyway, finish the story. And I'm like, hey, Nick, pick a category. And you're like, anime. Click. And I'm like, all right, pick a video. And we're scrolling oh, through. That was actually the same night as we found the other one. Uh, and it was the video's because we, title was "Passionate Pussy Harvest." It was because you said pick a pick a category, and I said I looked over and you were on H's, and I said hand job and hentai because those were the first two I saw. So we watched the hand job video, which was the lady like, "I'll save this for a snack," <laughs> and then the second one we watched was "Passionate Pussy Harvesting." Which is rape hentai. We talked about it a long time ago on one of the episodes. God, like, let's review the. Let's yeah, review we're gonna the do that for. Because uh, I actually, um, they removed the, uh, they removed the original language track, and they replaced it strictly with the dub. I, I cannot find the sub anywhere, and you know what? Turns out we were one hundred percent correct. Oh, we were. <laughs> yes, that's actually the fucking plot. <laughs> fucking. Dude's brain damaged sister's uh like sister's friend walks yeah, in. Yeah, she like, gets raped into uh, brain brown damage. hair glasses. Walks in like, I I want to sell myself into prostitution, and the guy's like, mm, I like your titties, but your pussy stank. <laughs> your pussy is not come very back good. come back later. I can't use you right now. Your pussy glasses, smells though, like your brother's semen. And then she this fucking chick walks in skirt like unbuttoned. It's like. What about me? What about my vagina? What about my... And she just gets naked right in the middle of everything. He's like, oh, damn, you're hot. <laughs> oh, damn. And she's like, <laughs> and she strokes out. No, she doesn't stroke out. She seizures out, collapses on the ground. And I was like, oh, God, we got to get her to a doctor. For... Cut to this dude in a fucking crowd with all of his friends. They're at a fucking nasty bar sitting around a couch table. And he's like. No, I'm not going. For the last time, I'm, I have a sister to take care of. I'm like, not going to the rape side of town. Yeah, I'm not going over there. It's dangerous, and I have a sister to take care of. And they're like, come on, we gotta... Come on, you we pussy. Gotta, we need to go to Rape City. Yeah, we gotta go across the bridge to where, like, it's real dangerous. We can make some good money. Like, being whores, I guess. Uh, yeah, whatever they were planning on doing. Yeah, whatever the fuck they were planning on doing. I think they were just gonna, like, hang out over there. In they the were just gonna hang town. out in Rape Town. Fuck it, I don't know. It's like uh, how the Simpsons have Crackton. Yeah, like, they're just gonna go hang out in Rapeville. Yeah, they're going to Rapeville. Like, we gotta go to Rapeville. We gotta go to Rapeville. Like, they have a, dude, they have a Freddy's there. Come and on. And he's like, oh, don't go to Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> this guy wants to go to Freddy's. Fucking, yeah. That's why, why do you he, think they're the only yeah, business makes, still in Rape Town? He makes bad decisions, and I will continue on with my bad decisions, revealing his bad decisions here in a minute. Anyway, he's in Rape Town. He, like, no, no, I'm not gonna go to Rape Town. They're like, come on, we gotta go to Rape Town. He's like, no, I have a sister to take care of. She had a fucking seizure yesterday. I'm gonna go take care of my sister. Cut to this dude hanging out with an old man. And the old man's like, man, probably shouldn't go to Rape Town. He's like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the old man was doing there. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you know, you kids, you're having a good time. He's but like, it sounds he like, said some cryptic should, bullshit. You shouldn't go to Rape Town. <laughs> Like, the old man said some cryptic bullshit, I think, and the young kid was like, what do you know, old man? You're just a fucking old man. And he walked away. He's like, I know, a way, I know to, my way around a rape or two, son. Uh, cut to, um, like, brown hair glasses talking to white hair sister, and she's, white hair sister is fucking, like, comatose in the bed, just in a catatonic state. And she's like, oh, she's been, always been a good friend to me when I was a child, and her brother worked so hard to protect her. Oh, it's be awful if anything happened. And then cut to all the friends at the bar... Um, fucking, what was it like? Oh no! Cut to um, 
like short hair brown chick. I, I say that she's black. Oh, she's tan. Yeah, she's, that, that girl oh, was oh, like, yeah, she's anime black. So she's, she's the she's the uh, what's that? What was that trend in Japan where the Japanese girls would get spray tans? It, it was that. I don't know. There's a name for it. She's one of those spray the spray tan chick uh, getting fucked by her like kind of greasy hoodlum looking. <laughs> Boyfriend. Yeah, he was like a he was like a bad boy type. Yeah, he was bad boy just fucking her and he's like, oh, oh, oh. She's like, ah, ah. I remember the exact line from the dub too because we watched the dub after the sub and it was he goes, he's like, you're so horny, Masaku or whatever her name is. I Even know. your ass is wet. Oh, your ass is. <laughs> that's where we got it because we had this fucking bit yeah. for two years. Oh, my ass is secreting. <laughs> Your ass is leaky. My ass so is secreting. Oh, I'm so horny. My ass your is secreting. Your ass is so fucking wet right now. Is your, it's just fucking your ass wild. smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh, did you put like, like oh, Masako. Oh, 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 I'm scared. He's like, oh, don't be scared. I'm fucking tough. Don't be oh, scared. Oh, hold we me. Get and they hold. He's like. Here comes the good shit. And he just fucks her harder. Here and comes it, the gunk. And you know what? All right, sure, fine, whatever. Dick and puss shots, great. And ass. Yeah, but you know what's not great? Just a close-up on a dude's wrinkly balls. <laughs> <laughs> did they do that? Yeah, they did. They had his fucking wrinkly and, like, uncomfortably detailed penis. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's been a minute since I watched it. I forgot about that for you. I remember it is seared into my brain in the worst way. Maybe so I'm watching this dude just like, ugh, 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 Cut to the brother. Like, this is the part where the brother hangs out with the old man. And he's like, huh, it'll be fine. Cut to all those fucking people at the bar getting raped. <laughs> Yeah, like all the three men are held down. There's three like of them three are dudes, dudes getting held down. There's like three chicks. Yeah, all, all the chicks are getting raped. Um, one chick gets her eye cut out. Yeah, one chick gets her eye cut out. And what's yeah. weird about her is her character design originally was like kind of meh. Then she gets an eye patch. Fuck she, she gets weirdly like hot like after that. If you're if you're a femme cell oh, out dude, there, you can't get laid. Put an eye patch on. on. See what it looks like. The brother was Masato. That's what it was. Oh yeah. Okay. And like they go, they're getting raped, and like they're pulling fingernails off the chicks. Uh, it's, I guess they implied murder, um, the tan I think, one. I think one of them died. Yeah, the tan one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, she wasn't in the end. Yeah, like, they cut out, um, they cut out Eyepatch's eye to get, turn her into Eyepatch. Before, yeah, she wasn't Eyepatch before. Yeah. I mean, they called was, her that, they called her Little Patchy, and then, <laughs> then she lost an eye. <laughs> she was like, what a, what a fucking strange thing to happen to me. Um, but yeah, they, they, um, How fucking appropriate my name is. And the thing, yeah, oh yeah, I remember this is a fucking great scene. Uh, this is the fucking gang, the rapist gang leader, uh, comes up and grabs the tan one, and he's got, like, seven belts. Oh, yeah. He's got two on each leg, one around his waist, two around his chest, and one around his neck. Motherfucker had seven belts, and only, like, four, well, five of them were involved with his pants. And he just, like, starts fucking her face, and she's like, <laughs> And she gets goes from, like, crying anime eyes to, like, angry anime eyes. And then it implies that, like, she bites his also weirdly and uncomfortably detailed penis off. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they knew they were making hentai, so let's, let's make yeah. sure we get the dicks going. Yeah, she bites his dick off. Let's get off. those dicks popping, boys and, and girls. And then he, like, whips a knife out, and, like, it's implied that well, she dies. fans out there, get your dicks out. Yeah, let me get through this. Because I'm, I'm ready for this fucking I'm, Again, when, I was, when I'm talking, I'm not interrupting you. I'm just adding stupid shit to what you're saying. I know, but I have ADHD, so every time you do, there's a, there's a literal... 
non-zero chance that it's gone forever. <laughs> Keep going. So I'm fucking paranoid. Keep going. All right, where was I? You're talking about the post-rape right, scene uh, when they come uh, back. It implies that like she gets fucking shanked because the dude rips off all her fingernails and she like dies. Can of, she goes full catatonic? Ironically, this is where they um, this isn't where they show it, but they keep going, and so greasy biker dude is like, "I'm gonna get my revenge on Masato. I'm gonna buy a gun." <laughs> what a fucking rebel! And the guy's like, "Hello, sir. How can I help you? I want to buy a gun." It's like, "All right, sir. How's this gun?" It's a good gun. It's a handgun. It's a gun. I can't do handgun noise. All I do is shotgun it. Gun noise. You're gonna put up there, but he goes, "Oh, this is a good gun." And so, like, all right, they go. And cut to, uh, like, brown hair glasses friend, like, taking care of sister. And she's, like, starting to come out of it. And it's like, oh, you're, you're finally back. Your brother loves you very much. Uh, and then all the fucking people that got raped kick in the door and like, hey, what's up? And Masato comes in. And he's like, hey, hey, sister, how's it going? And then he gets, like, beaten the fuck out. And, like... I, P- Patchy has the gun now and like they're making him watch his sister get raped well she's still like that's the catatonic oh no they're, they're rape, they rape the friend yeah the glasses one they rape glasses friend oh uh, well it gets and, me and then like they, they start to, then uh, she's catatonic they go to rapeville and get raped by a bunch of people yeah and they blame the guy who didn't go to rapeville yeah that's what's fucked yeah uh but they um they rape glasses friend uh she goes catatonic then they uh, start molesting um, the sister. Sa- Masato fucking loses it, like, beats the fuck out of two guys, then gets shot by Apache. Masato genuinely fucking murders two men after they come inside his sister. And then he gets shot by Apache. He stands up, uh, fucking strangles Apache, dies. And then Glass's friend starts dragging uh, sister... Both of them butt-ass naked through the streets while it's raining. It cuts back and shows the rape of the sister. And then just fucking Glass's friend leave, just drops the body. She just fucking drops the I sister. Didn't Glass's friend die after she drops the body? No, no, she wandered away. And oh, went, okay. went to a bus stop, and then it cut. Then it was over. Yeah, I don't understand what the gimmick... Like, I wonder if there's more. Is there a sequel? Like, I don't know. We don't we even know the real name of it. That's it. That's all that exists. Yeah, we don't know the real name of it. It's just, it's just Passionate Pussy Harvesting. We don't know the name of the hentai. What if it had some, like, weirdly, like, inappropriate poppy theme song? Well, let's figure it out. If you if you know Passionate Pussy Harvesting, write in what the Japanese name is. Speaking of... Like, Passionate you know, Pussy Harvesting. Passionate Pussy Harvesting. Racist. And Nick Fox is canceled. See you on Twitter, everybody. All right. Uh, racist, um... What's the impersonations aside? Let's get uh, the ghost of Mickey Rooney on here to do a very racist Japanese man. Have you ever seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? I haven't. I should. Uh, there's like seven copies. It's a good movie, but uh, Mickey Rooney plays her landlord, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ho, I think his name is. He's a Japanese man played by a white comedian. He's got big buck teeth and, a, and like a bun haircut. And he's like, oh, you pay the renta. You need to come pay the renta. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, this is not age well at all. <laughs> and I, I guess it's, it is it is funny if he can get past the whole, wow, this is inappropriate. <laughs> it's 
It's sort of like when I went back and watched Aristocats as an adult, and I was like, you know, everybody talks about Disney being racist and anti-Semitic. I don't get that. And then you watch Aristocats and the fucking Siamese cat with the bull haircut and buck teeth jumps up with chopsticks and goes, let's go! Ching chong, ching chong, ching chong. And I was like, just cut from that to me on the couch, like, what the fuck just happened? All right, so I'm on um, Red Tube. Trying to find Passionate Pussy Harvesting. Oh, I found it. It's 25 minutes. Does it have a different name? Nope, it's under Passionate Pussy Harvesting Hentai is Awesome. Hentai is Awesome. What the hell did she die from? Need the name of this hentai. Fucked up, LOL. Depressing. <laughs> what is the name of the brother and sister in this? This is horrible. What the fuck? This is grim. Did they die from fucking? Not bad is Pastel. Tremendous. Same person on that one. This is so damn hot. Hit me up if you're naughty. Wink. That sounds like a bot. I discovered it. My favorite one is the person's like, not gonna lie, this made me cry. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh yeah, I remember that one. Uh, So recently, this is a very sex-centric episode because this is also about sex. I discovered a uh, copypasta. It's not a copypasta, but it needs to be. And uh, let me go ahead and play you i did a dramatic reading of it for a friend of mine so i'm just gonna play the audio of me reading it so if, you, if i sound a little weird for the next like 20 seconds it's because i'm playing audio of myself this is the copy pasta i discovered everybody listen come in shut the door sit down listen i have a real problem i developed a fetish for sniffing women's asses it's fucked up i know no idea why not into scat one day caught a whiff of a girl's ass that was it for me now i'm hooked can't stop Help me. Share more. Yeah, that's the copypasta I found. <laughs> Can we just, like... So I want to share something with you that I just found, because I've been trying to... I've been looking up a little bit of this, trying to find some comment with, like, some sage motherfucker out there. So, porn websites. I found a good one. Want to take a guess as to what the URL is? Um, is it porn.md? Nope. What is it? Comefromtheass.net. <laughs> What I, like I joked that when I showed a friend of mine my notes, I was like, "This is gonna be a real ass-centric episode." But it actually has been. We've been talking about ass for like thirty minutes. And you know what? The, my next topic is. Mm. It's about ass. Oh shit! What it's, is it? It's a little side thing. Do you have anything you want to say before I talk about it? Cause uh, it might take a second. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. So yeah, well, I found the copy pasta that was about sniffing ass. Yeah. Spread the copy pasta to everybody. Listen, I have a real problem. I've developed a fetish for sniffing women's asses. It's fucked up, I know. No idea why. Not into scat. One day I caught a whiff of girl's ass and that was it for me. Now I'm hooked and can't stop. Help me. Share more. Spread that copy pasta. I want it to be a thing. <laughs> that was a real threat on 4Gen. And the videos were all people smelling other people's asses. Can we just take a minute and... I found... I was like, you know what's fucking hilarious? Fetishes. Toes are fucking hilarious to me. I don't know why. Toes... Well, because of the infinity toes. Yeah, infinity toes. Go Google infinity toes and just enjoy yourself. But anyway... Give me your toes. Give me your toes. Anyway, uh, foot... uh, uh, Not foot fetish. Fart fetish. Brappin. Brappin. Fucking... The best title I have ever seen, besides passionate pussy harvesting hentai is awesome, is Brazilian Fart Orgy. (laughs) I remember it was just a bunch of chicks piled up, buttholes out, just. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I remember when when South Park made that episode with Brazilian fart porn in it. I didn't know it was a real thing, and I googled it, and it came up, and it was the funniest two minutes of my like fourteen year old life. I I 
I was fucking wheezing. Yeah, if you're into brap uh, out there, it's God, you got a funny fetish. The fucking greatest thing in the world is just, she's like, oh, this is so good, but in Brazilian. Oh, yeah, and she looks like she's about to vomit. Yeah. Just a butthole inches from her nose, like, oh, The one yeah. I saw in that guy's thread, because after I read that little fucking sentence that I'm trying to turn into a copy bust, <laughs> after I read that, I was like, I got to see what's in this thread. And it, he said it's, he's not in a sketch, so I couldn't be sketch. so I go to it. The first video is uh, people 69 so the guy's nose is, like, right next to the girl's ass. And I was like, okay. The next one is literally just a girl with, bent over with another girl behind her going, ugh. Oh, it smells. Oh, look at that smelly ass. Oh, I know she's just taking deep inhales off this chick. The chick's not farting or brapping or nothing. Like, she's just. She's just got her ass out, and the chick's like, wow. Oh, the aroma. <laughs> sea breeze. Is that. Is that pimento? I should mention the sea breeze thing came from. There's a video of Pinky, the porn star, in an interview show. And one of the fans asks if they can smell her ass, and she's like, sure. And he comes up, and he's got his ass, like... He's got his nose, I mean, in, in the crook of her ass, like where the cheeks turn into the back. And he's got it in there, and he's taking deep whiffs. And then the, and the guy hosting the show is like, Oh, right, give us a rundown of what you what what, what you got going on here. And he's like, oh, Chocolate. Sea breeze. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> um... That was a big, uh, like, she at my job, we would walk ass. around talking about Seabreeze. <laughs> she might, because Pinky's known for having a big old ass, and she does do some rap videos, so maybe she, like, make sure that stuff smells good before she starts brapping. <laughs> she, girl's always ready to brap. She's ready to brap because she makes money doing it. She's also Fucking a the funniest shit I ever saw on Twitter was the scat fetish Twitter community. <laughs> Like, uh, oh, hashtag God. fart sniffers. Yeah, hashtag fart sniffers. That was the funniest fucking Did you hear about the Riot offices? Like, Riot Games? Did you no. hear about that? At Riot, at Riot Games, they had this boss. Like, a bunch of Riot Games people left, like the developers, and they, they said that the boss was an abusive asshole because apparently he was trying to be cool boss, and one of the things he would do is go around and fart in people's faces. <laughs> I don't know why he thought that was cool. And no one spoke up because they didn't want to lose their job. But now that they've left, they're all like, he's an abusive prick. <laughs> so he's just going around brapping and fucking people's faces. <clears throat> that dude definitely like went back to his office and just jerked his wiener right off. But uh, uh, here's, the th- here's the thing. General Sam has a friend that like whenever he was playing League... Whenever he'd get pissed off at something in the game, he'd be like, if these motherfuckers weren't ripping farts out of each other's asses, they could fix this shit. <laughs> so they basically turned it into, they were like taking rips like bong hits of fucking farts out of each other's assholes. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't laugh very hard because it's floor cast. Ugh, that was right. fucking, oh my god. Turns what? out he was entirely correct. They were ripping farts out of these others. No, no, he, assholes. The he problem started, is it was, he, it was, uh, he started saying that post news story. So like, uh, the, they turned it from like this guy forcibly farting in people's faces to they were ripping farts out of each other's asses, like putting their nose to the ass crack and just going like fucking coke. All right, let me uh, sit up for a second. Okay. And do a big old sipums. You do it, and I'll talk about my last thing. All right, lay it on me, big man. So, for those uninformed, I'm in the middle of writing a short film that has to do, like, themes of drug addiction and isolation and all that good stuff. So, uh, in my free time, I was watching some other stuff, 
uh, to give me some ideas like how artistically to pursue this. So I obviously went for Requiem for a Dream, which is probably the best movie about addiction and isolation. Uh, spoilers for Requiem for a Dream, because I'm going to talk about the ending. It's a movie that spoiled, it's still, you got to watch it, because the movie, like the story alone doesn't sound like a whole lot happens, but the movie is fucking great. It's from Darren Aronofsky, the guy who directed The Wrestler, and Pie, and that movie Mother with Jennifer Lawrence. I haven't seen that one. Oh, Pie, where the title is just the symbol for Pie. Yeah. I hate that movie. Uh, you've seen it? No, I uh, work with movies, and I have to shelve it. Oh. I think it's the most pretentious-ass fucking title in the entire fucking place. I mean, just put it in the P's. <laughs> no, it goes in the P's. We put it in the P's, right next to, like, P.O., like it goes in there, right where. Well, if it makes you feel any better. It was a student movie, so I know. Also, I, save I, me a copy. I want to watch it. <laughs> all right, I'll fucking. I mean, come by tomorrow. No, I probably can't. I'll come get one later. I mean, if you have several copies, I'll be all right. You have like one. I think I yeah, sold one. I'm not. I'm not in desperate need to watch it. I do want to see it though. Anyway, Darren Aronofsky's the guy. That was his first film, and then he did Requiem for a Dream. Then he did The Wrestler. Uh, mother, he did another movie that I can't remember the name of. Oh, The Fountain with Hugh Jackman, uh, which you might know from the JonTron joke where he was like, is this like uh, Friday the 13 rules or is this like Fountain rules where there's no rules? And he's like, oh, God help us. I, don't th- I think this is Fountain rules. <laughs> because, yeah, if you watch the movie The Fountain, it's all about like death and the afterlife and all that. There's really no, not a lot of boundaries in that movie. He really goes like, he blew his load artistically on it in a good way, not in a bad way. I don't think it's pretentious. But uh, Requiem for a Dream is very... Compared to all his other movies, besides The Wrestler, Requiem for a Dream is the most normal, which is saying something. The Wrestler is his most normal movie. But Requiem for a Dream was is that, just... Was that one about... Um, um, it's the Mickey Rourke one where he's the old wrestler. Oh. And uh, he's, like, still wrestling to pay, make ends meet, and he lives out of a van and shit. Oh. Uh, great movie. I have to see it. It's got a fucking dope-ass theme song by Bruce Springsteen. Like, it's a depressing song. It's not a happy Springsteen song. But it's it's such a good song. Got beaten at the MTV Awards by Hannah Montana for The Climb the year it came out. <laughs> Miley Cyrus won the MTV Movie Award for The Climb. Bruce Springsteen did not. <laughs> but it's MTV, so what are you going to do? You know what's fucked up? What? You know, I think Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana are the same person. Dude, shut the fuck up. They're not in. The, they're never in the same room together, dude. Next thing you're gonna tell me, Joji and Frank, Filthy Frank are the same person? Nah, they can't be. Joji's a nice soft boy. Yeah. If he ever, if I ever found out he was Filthy Frank, I'm gonna cancel him. That happened, by the way. What happened? Twitter. A bunch of retards on Twitter found out that Joji and Filthy Frank are the same person. Joji and Filthy Frank are the same person. Hashtag yeah. canceled. Hashtag cancel Joji because he said. I don't know, because he said I eat ass once. I don't know why they were trying no, to No, he said him. a lot of fucking horrible things. I know, but he was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know. Like, this is, I'm sorry, people, but funny things are going to happen. Uh, anyway. Funny things happened, like, six years ago, and you're still butthurt about it. So, Requiem for a Dream is all about addiction of four people. It's based on a book, also, for any readers out there. So, it's about uh, Sarah Goldfarb. She's an older woman. She's, like, in her 60s. Her son, Harry, played by Jared Leto, in a good role. For anybody who's anybody who thinks Jerry Leto has been tainted by Suicide Squad, go watch his other movies. He's in a lot of good ones. This one included. What was it? Um, Suicide Squad was just a bad movie. Just a bad movie, and he he got a little too into trying to be 
different from Heath Ledger. So, you know, and he is now remembered, just not in the way he wanted. So, <laughs> and then it's got Jennifer Connelly, who was the girl in um, what's that movie where David Bowie has the big package, Labyrinth. <laughs> that was Jennifer Connelly. Okay. So that's the, that's the cat. Oh, and uh, Marlon Wayans in a uh, in a dramatic role, which he is much better at than comedy. By the way, he's great in this movie. Uh, the plot is Harry. The, that's, ah. Harry is Jared Leto, and then Marion is Jennifer Connelly. Tyrone is Marlon, and then the mom's name is Sarah. I forget the actress' name. It's like Carolyn. Carolyn. Carolyn Bradshaw. She got robbed of the Oscar because she does great in this movie. But the plot is, uh, Did they, Hannah Montana take the Oscar too. <laughs> no, Adam Montana was like four <laughs> when this movie came out. <laughs> but uh, the plot is Harry and Mary, and they're like a like you know young couple in love and everything. And she's this fashion designer. She's like an amateur fashion designer. She and then goes, she starts doing crystal. Well, hold on. <laughs> Don't jump the fucking gun. She does. She just uh, crack. No, well, hold. Uh, no, hold she's on. Doing the, Don't make me get the tear gas, goddammit. <laughs> she's doing jankum. Uh, so I called it. She fucking, uh, she's making fashion designs and shit, and her and Harry want to open up a business, open up a store for her to sell her shit. And uh, Tyrone really wants to get out of the hood, because he's from the hood, and, like, he really wants to get his mom's approval, because she's always been like, you're going to be great, and he's just kind of been, like, a fucking loser his whole life. So they all decide the best way to get out of this is to sell drugs. Let's do a little bit of jankum. So they uh, start selling drugs for the black like gang in the area meanwhile uh harry's mom sarah the old lady she's gotten she's already like pre-addicted to caffeine and tv but she really wants to fit into a dress for she gets invited to come on a game show so she's like i want to fit into this dress that i wore at harry's graduation she's like i'm, I'm, I'm a fat old lady i need to be thin so her friends are like you should go to this doctor he'll give you some diet pills and the doctor's like okay uh here you go Here's a prescription for amphetamines. Oh, no. So uh, the mom goes home and starts taking her recommended dosage of amphetamines, which apparently is actually, you can use it as a diet pill if it's done properly. Uh, But So she starts losing weight rapidly and everything, and she's got lots of pep. And then uh, Harry comes... Yeah, amphetamines will do that. Yeah, so Harry comes back and... They hint that, like, his relationship with his mom has been kind of, like, whatever since he graduated and his dad died and all that good stuff. And he's like, hey, Ma, I bought you a TV. It's going to be here in a few days. She's like, oh, my God, that's so good. And then he, like, is looking, and she's, like, grinding her teeth and shit. And he's like, are you on uppers? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, are you on drugs? And she's like, no. She's like, I'm only on my diet pills. I take the blue ones and the purple ones, and then I take the green ones, and they knock me out at night. And he's like, uh, you need to stop taking these, Ma, because, like, they're, you're on drugs. She's like, oh, I'm just, I'm an old lady. I want to be important again. That's her story arc, is that the reason she falls in this addiction is because she's trying to, like, get out of her old lady rut in the road. But meanwhile, Tyrone, Marion, and Harry all start getting high on their own supply and doing heroin. So they're all getting doped up on heroin and becoming junkies slowly. So, uh, man, this is just not a happy episode. Oh no, no! Except this for is, the part about ass, like midway this is through. Not, this is not a fun movie, but there's a funny part in here, and this is why I'm talking about it on the show. I wanted to tell people about Requiem for a Dream because I think people should watch it because it's a great movie. But also, there's a funny part. So she starts she starts getting amphetamine psychosis, which is a thing that can happen if you get amphetamines, where you start 
you could it could transform into schizophrenia too and stuff for somebody who's an older person taking amphetamines and shit. It could happen. So she starts getting more and more frantic when the people aren't calling her, and her uh, hair slowly starts getting all dull and all this shit. Uh, Harry and Tyrone are running out of money because Tyrone gets caught in a crossfire between a gang hit when, like, he goes and meets with the kingpin that he's selling heroin for, who's deaf, by the way. Just a random thing they added. And he's like, we're going to promote you. And then he's like, oh, awesome. And then... He's like, hey, driver, and the guy rolls on the window, and he's like, hey, you guys got a white driver, and they all look turned shocked, and the white driver turns around with two guns and starts blasting them, because apparently they were in a war with the mob, and that was the mob hit on him. So the cops arrest Tyrone, thinking he did it, throw him in jail. They post bail with all their fucking heroin money. So now they don't have any money, and they don't have any heroin, and now they're all addicted to heroin. So they find out that they can go to Florida and get a bunch of heroin on this shipment that's coming. So... To get him there, Harry's like, hey, Marion, you should totally whore yourself out to your therapist. And she's like, uh, I don't think I should, but he, like, make, he convinces her to do it. So that happens. They go to Florida. This whole time, Harry's getting a fucking gangrene in his arm. Like, at first, it's just an infection, and he's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, this really is it. not a happy episode. <laughs> hold on. No, hold, hold on. on. Let's go over the topics. We started with light unhappy with dark side Phil's depressing life. Now that was get, funny. That was a good story. Then we get went to medium unhappy with Ray Pentai. Now we're at full blown unhappy with. We talked about several happy things. Don't be down on yourselves now. We talked about the sniffing ass. Uh, that was good. Pasta. That was a brief reprieve. We talked about. Dive we talked about episode. your summer pass to the Bosnian rape camps. Yeah. No. This got. This got sad. <laughs> Hold on. This is going somewhere, goddamn. I just want everybody to know oh, the he's context. He's got gangrene. He's got he's got gangrene in his arm, and he's fucking, he's fucking got it, and it's like it starts off as a little infection, and then he's like, "Well, that's weird," and then he's like, fucking still injecting it. Him and Tyrone are in the fucking car on the way to Florida, and he's like, "Oh, hold on, I gotta shoot up real quick," and he pulls his sleeve up, and now it's like black and fucking like a big hole in his arm. Tyrone's like, "That doesn't look too good," and he's like, "Yeah, don't feel too good either," and he's like, "Why don't you not shoot it into that?" And he's like, "Nah, fuck it," and he sticks it into this fucking gross ass black wound on his arm. He's just shooting up, and he's like, "Oh, it feels good," and then eventually, like his arm starts hurting enough to where Tyrone takes him to the doctor, and the doctor realizes what the fuck's happening. And there's a really funny scene where the doctor, like, realizes that he's a heroin addict and all this. And the doctor's like, uh, wait here a minute. And he starts walking out. And then he turns back and grabs all the intravenous drugs that are on the table. <laughs> and he's like, walks out with them in his pocket. So they put Harry and Tyrone in jail. Which, this is the one unrealistic thing. If it was actually a situation like this, they would have treated him before they took him to jail. If they took him to jail at all. Because I don't think he had any heroin on him. But they arrest Harry Harry and Tyrone. Harry's in prison with a fucking gangrene arm. Tyrone's going through withdrawals. Marion's back home, doesn't have any money. Decides to sell herself out to a pimp named Big Tim. <laughs> Played by the Arbiter, Keith David. Oh. From Halo 2. I mean, she like, just whore herself out to her therapist again. Uh, I, Something happens there. I don't really remember, honestly. But uh, she goes to Big Tim to get the money from Big Tim. Oh, he says he can give her heroin. That's probably why. The therapist was giving money. But the whole thing was that the heroin's too expensive now because the supply's limited. So now she needs someone to give her heroin. Big Tim's like, hey, I'll give you some heroin. If you give me that punani. Man, this is getting sadder and sadder. <laughs> well, hold on now. <laughs> Strap in. 
Strapping your. Oh, this is getting sad. Strapping your seatbelts. <laughs> if you okay, if you're a person who doesn't like sad endings, don't watch this movie. I don't I'll like sad that. endings. I'm not gonna watch this movie. Okay, but there's a funny part in the ending. That's what that's what I'm leading towards. I'm the guide. Like, oh, I thought you said weeds. <laughs> da 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 da. da. Credits. Uh, How close so, am I? To what? Is that what happens? What? Oh, I thought you said weast, not east. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> it yeah, turns out the they're in California. That's the ending. Harry's there with a gangrene arm, and he's like, "Wait, why are we in California?" Tyrone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I thought you said weast. <laughs> da, 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 da. Directed, written and directed by Darren Aronofsky, and everyone was like, "Brilliant, brilliant." <laughs> well, so. Like, the end is like there's a big fucking co- the editing is fucking amazing in that part the guy edited his ass off who direct, who edited it I forget his name but he's fucking great like they're, they're blending all their shit together yeah six year old Dose edited this <laughs> they, they blend all these storylines together and they weave them like perfectly cause like the mom is in the fucking hospital cause in her storyline she got all frantic and stormed into the, ad- the to the agency casting the casting agency and was like when am I going on the show and they called the cops and the cops were like this fucking old lady is going is on fucking amphetamine psychosis <laughs> they sent her to a mental hospital and she's getting electroshock therapy and shit fucking Harry and Tyrone are in jail and Harry's like my fucking arm what the fuck and the cops are like you black piece of shit the Tyrone beating him and shit uh, Marion, this is the part. This is the funny part. This is the one funny part in this ending that I find funny. Is Marion and Big Tim's like, "Hey, girl, I'll give you some more heroin if you do this favor for me." She goes, "She's gonna have her perform in this weird backroom sex show for all these like big business, big business investors." So she walks in. Big Tim's behind her. She takes off her jacket, and like the first thing you see is like all these people fucking on a table, and uh, the other girl that's on the show with her is like. She's like, what do you want? And this, this fucking, like, old, wrinkly man goes, ass to ass. <laughs> and, like, he's close up on his face with blue light. Ass to ass. And he says it, like, four times. <laughs> I miss all this horrible shit. I, it's still kind of creepy in the moment because of how, like, grungy. How grimy and weird. And, like, it's all, like, his angles make it look real. He looks distorted. It's kind of creepy, but like if you think about it as like a con, like just what's happening, it's pretty funny. Because imagine you get invited to this backroom sex sex show that your boss invited you to, and you're like, "What's happening? It's just a sex show happening here." And then the one lady goes to your boss and is like, "What do you want to see?" And he's like, "Ass to ass." And then she fucking pulls out the lube and double into dildo and shit, starts lubing it up. Marion's there, like, "Oh God, what's going on?" You know, I didn't think you would tie it back around to this ass-centric show. I told you this was ass-centric. I, I, I didn't. Fuck. I, I was wondering. You really didn't where think you, it was going to go anywhere? Like, I, d- I honestly thought you were just talking about Requiem for a Dream. It's a great movie. decided, I'm going to make Dose sad again. I do make to frequently make you sad. I'm <laughs> yes, sorry you about do. that. This was the wrong fucking day I, I to forget do that sometimes, it, dude. I forget that sometimes like I find shit funny that's not supposed to be funny. Like It's not. I don't find the rest of it funny. The movie's horrible. No, and I, no, I get it. You have, like, my humor is mo- dark. Your humor is pitch. I, I admit that. I have grown beyond pitch humor. I have I have transcended a little bit into the light. I have a small candle that makes vanilla scent. And that I mean, makes me I'm happy. A, I can, but you're like, <laughs> You don't find that funny? <laughs> I mean, if like, some if it was just... In context, if you watch no, the shut full, up. 
I'm doing this <laughs> okay, now. This is ahead. my podcast now. <laughs> okay. If you, if this shit was canceled. on iCarly, I would fucking. <laughs> <laughs> if Dan Schneider, we got a video of Dan Schneider saying to Sam and Carly, I would fucking die no, laughing because I have zero context. No, All I know is Dan Schneider likes toes, preteen toes. Like, ooh, I'm Uncle Touchy Dan. Let me see the masses touching. That'd be funny. All right, but Damn. you said you gave me the entire plot synopsis of like three people down on their like four people four. down on their luck, uh, like trying to make something of themselves and just misstepping every step of the way until they're fucking in jail. One has gangrene. Well, arm. see, I one's a to... whore addicted to heroin. One's an old lady receiving electroshock therapy, and <laughs> yeah. you fucking punchline to all this is some creepy old dude going <laughs> ass to ass. Let's go. See, here's the thing. Like, no, no, Nick, thing. that's not funny to me because it's ass. The thing that's funny to me is that I guess I find situations really funny. So like, uh, I like you like when providing all that context, it makes it funny to me because it's like this horrible ass movie, and it's a great movie in the sense that it's a great film that's like filmmaking effort, but it's a horrible movie to watch. Like, don't you and your girlfriend? Hey, let's pop in Requiem for a Dream, babe. Like, don't do that. Let's watch it on your own. If you're gonna don't watch, watch Passionate all. Pussy Harvesting. Don't watch Passionate the Christ. That was funny in the context of me cuddled up with my head. See, you're talking friend. about Passionate Pussy Harvesting. Everybody's getting raped and getting their eyes cut out and shit. That was funny in the context of cuddling up to my best friend in high school. Like, let's watch hentai flick. Well, you don't, and we had no context for what was happening because we there was no subtitles and it was all. So if Japanese. I had just come to you and said, "There's a scene in this movie where an old man goes ass to ass," you bet your ass I would have been at the store tomorrow <laughs> buying that shit, sitting down to watch it. Calling then you're you. fucking welcome that I didn't that I gave like, you context. Holy fuck! Because if you don't watch Requiem for a Dream alone, you'd have been like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna go jump off a roof now." Yeah, no, like. <laughs> Like I wish the context wasn't there so I could laugh at the joke, but no, now the context is there, and now well, it's just Well, then you would have watched the whole goddamn movie, and you would have been more sad. Cause uh, yeah, I would have been. Me telling you the story I is not as been bad more as sad, it. But you know what else I would have gotten? A good laugh and a great movie. Well, it is a great movie. I'll say that. But uh, hey, Nick, you know what else is pretty great? You want me to tell you the end of all the characters or not? Nick, you know what else is pretty great? What? Aster. <laughs> and that old guy fucking loved it. He fucking he came with the money and everything. It's like, what are you gonna see, Billy? Do you want to see him bang each other? It's like, I want to see him ass to ass. That's the only reason I'm going. <laughs> I'm missing my daughter's graduation to be here. <laughs> now that's funny. That's the jokes we could have had, but now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> see, like before you say, no, I'm no, just no. Like here's a... how you gotta structure it, and this is this is official dead air canon. It's dead air law. I smack my belly, so it's law. You gotta give me the joke, and then you can make me sad. But start with the joke. Okay. Well, see, I find taking situations from movies and just talking about them as their own thing is really funny. If you watch that movie together, it makes you really sad. But if you just watch the ass-to-ass part, it's funny. Which, in a similar vein, uh, Less Than Zero with Robert Downey Jr., Equally sad movie of, of a similar thing. Robert Downey Jr. getting addicted to drugs, trying to get out of it. And then he goes and, ass to ass. No, no. Okay, so James Spader is the guy he buys drugs from. And okay. he gets, he's in he's in debt from him. Who's who's James Spader? James Spader, uh, he's an actor. Oh, is he uh, the dude that did the movie with Chris Farley? Or is Fat no, Man that's and David Spade. Oh. James Spader is the guy who played Ultron in Age of Ultron. He was in that show Blacklisted recently. He played... Um, he was in The Good Crash, the one where the chick gets turned on by car crashes. He's the guy... Fucking her who goes and causes car crashes okay. to fuck her. 
He's a great actor. I love James Spader. Uh, Man, now we're on fucking Crash. Uh, I'm going to make this one quick. We're not talking about Crash. We're talking about Less Than Zero. Cause in Crash, they go ass to ass. <laughs> they go Crash to Crash. Whoa. Whoa. Crash to Crash. Crash to Crash. That's her. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Less Than Zero, Robert Downey Jr. owes a bunch of money to, I think his name was like, he had a name like like a like an 80s bad guy name. His name was like Spiker, Spiker, Spider, or Snake, something like that. So let's call him, um, let's call him. Uh, 80s bad boy. Mikato. Yeah, so Makato, he owes money to Makato, James Spader's character. Makato is too busy defending his friends from Rape Town, dude. And uh, I forget how Robert Downey Jr. gets addicted to heroin in that movie. This one was also about heroin. Very popular drug from the 80s and 90s. It still is today, actually, just people don't talk about it. So he gets addicted to heroin to James Spader because he borrowed a bunch of money from him to open a record studio. Didn't work out. Failed. Main character guy comes back to town after spending like five years outside the city. Finds Robert Downey Jr. is now heroin addict and is like, "What the fuck, RDJ? You're cool shit. Like you had so many prospects." And he's like, "I like the smack." So uh, the story is basically following Robert Downey Jr. as he tries to clean up and follows main character guy and his girlfriend. But we don't want to talk about them right now. Uh, but what happens is he goes to James Spader and is like, "I'm not gonna fucking." First, James Spader's like, "You're gonna you're gonna work for me, and that's how you're gonna pay me back." So he takes him to a hotel room. Robert Downey Jr. goes in the hotel room, comes out, and looks all depressed and shit so you can you can imagine what happened and they don't show anything and then uh he goes he's like okay we're gonna do that again next week so uh you know bring your bring your pretty boy body back and then robert Downey jr goes home talks to his dad and feels better and is like i need to stand up to james spader to masato or whatever his name was that you gave him yeah masato and and he's like i just stand up to him so he goes back to him and he's like you know what i'm not fucking working for you anymore fuck you and your big buff guy that you got with you. And he was like, hmm, yeah, oh, well, how about no? And then they grab him and fucking inject him with heroin and they're like, you're going to work for us. I don't know why he went by himself. It seemed like a bad plan. He should have brought people with him. So they have him doped up and they had, <laughs> they put him in this hotel room where there's just like a blowjob party going on. Like, he's like, get your dick sucked by Robert Downey Jr. Day. So main character dude... <laughs> And his girlfriend, who I you forget. Think RDJ like had bad times during this, and it would like flash back to when he was the, on drugs. I think this was before he was addicted to drugs and everything. This is when he Turns was out still. Turns that was actual heroin. This is when he was still a young upstart, like Rat Pack Robert Downey when he was like eighteen. So he uh, like they they bust into the blowjob party, and then they walk into a room, and then like you fucking hear the main character dude be like, "Oh my god!" And like the guy is like pulling pushing. Robert Downey Jr. away from him from his crotch and Robert Downey Jr. is on his knees and then the guy goes I, I thought it was cool I thought it was cool <laughs> Wait, what? he goes I thought it was cool <laughs> and like the guy they pick him up they're like come on we're getting you out of here and they take Robert Downey and that dude with his fucking dick hanging out is just standing there <laughs> but like uh, the way Kevin Smith framed it like, was so happened? funny he was he, like James Spader was hosting this fucking blowjob party and Robert Downey Jr. was like the guy doing it so this dude showed up and was getting his dick sucked by RDJ. He paid the money. He was like, yeah, buy the ticket, take the ride. And then fucking main character guy and his girlfriend busts in. And he's like, well, and they're like, oh, my God, get away from him. And the guy's like, oh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. 
I hope that guy got his money back. He, well, should, he see, paid money, way, good money for your blowjob. The way Kevin Smith framed it was extra funny. He's like, I want to make a movie called More Than Zero. That's from that guy's point of view. And he's just like a normal, cool-ass dude. And he's like, gets off his 9-to-5 job and goes home. And his friend calls him and invites him to a blowjob party. And he's like, fuck yeah, I want to go get my dick sucked by a twink. Let's do it. And then he comes there and pays him the money. And then, and then fucking his friend busts in. And he's like, oh, whoa, what the fuck? I thought it was cool. <laughs> Now, same movie, idea, but it's Requiem for a Dream, but it's Requiem for a Cream. It's entirely from the old guy's point of view. He's just an old man who wants to see two chicks go ass to ass, and that's his dying wish. It's not his fault Jennifer Connelly's a heroin addict. He just wants to see two chicks going ass to ass. Anyway, that's Requiem for a Dream, everybody. Uh, Do you want me to tell you the sad endings the characters have or no? Sure. Let's, okay. just, let's just complete the sad package. <clears throat> I'm going to go over them fast so we don't hang linger on too much. Uh, Jennifer Connelly winds up just still addicted to heroin and being a prostitute. That's that's her ending. Yeah. Uh, Harry loses his arm from gangrene. He's in the prison hospital Yeah. with no arm. Uh, Tyrone is just... He's honestly got probably the best ending. He's just in prison, which, I mean, he's in prison with a bunch of racist-ass guards and shit, but he's still alive, and he's, he's got both his limbs. And then uh, Mom Lady is uh, in fucking mental hospital, like, all dissociative and shit from the electroshock therapy. Uh, and then uh, they all curl up into the fetal position in their respective beds, and then that's the that's the end shot of it. And, oh, and then the mom imagines being on the TV show that she wanted to go on, and then, like, it's like, we have a special guest, it's your son Harry, and he comes out and he's all clean and has both arms and doesn't look all grimy and shit. And she's like, drifts off into her fantasy world. So it ends on, like, a bittersweet note. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like... I don't think I'm ever going to watch this movie, Nick. Oh, no, I'm glad you. I'm glad I didn't just tell you about Ass to Ass and then have you going, oh, man, I can't wait to watch this funny drug picture. And then you just, like, call me, like, uh, I uh, kind of no, hate No, I would have legitimately existence. made it into, like, ten minutes, and it's like, oh, the heroin's coming out. This is not for me. I think you probably would have stuck around till the end. Out of just that, it's a good movie. The way that I mean, they tell the story is really good. Oh. I think once you got to the last ten minutes, that's when all this shit called. It's all ten minutes where you, from the moment they go to the doctor to the end, it's all a ten minute chunk. Like where she gets she gets ushered into the sex show. The old man screams ass to ass. Harry's like my fucking arm, and the guards like I don't like those New York darkies. <laughs> And then uh, uh, the old ladies, they're like, okay, sign this paper here, and then we'll just start zapping your brain. Why not? They added it all together in one big 10-minute chunk. It's great filmmaking. <laughs> Terrible movie. Like, <laughs> don't watch it with your family and your friends. Unless you have a friend that does drugs and you really don't want them to do drugs. T- fucking tie them down and make them watch Requiem for a Dream. Just be like, this is going to be you. I don't like this episode. <laughs> Why not? Like, today started sad for me personally, and then it got even sadder. Uh, and now I'm just at maximum sad. I mean, it's a, it helped a lot of people get away from addiction, if that makes you feel better. It does. It is a fictional story, also. It didn't actually happen. That does make me feel better. This is not a true story. It's based on a book by, I think his name is like Carl Hurlby or something like that, who co-wrote the script with Darren Aronofsky. That's good. I'm glad he got to do things. So it's a very good film. If you're a filmmaking connoisseur... You know what we should do? Check it out. We should make Alex edit this one. Also, watch um, Less Than Zero that I was talking about. That's a good movie, too. Not as sad as Requiem for a Dream. Still sad, though. Really, any movie that involves drugs is probably going to be sad. <laughs> Don't watch Danish comedy movies. They have these themes. 
That's not a joke. They do. It's kind of weird. Are you talking about, like, Lars von Trier movies? Like the short I, bus? I think. Or, uh, no, not the short bus. That's the one about the sex club in New York. Uh, Lars von Trier is um, the idiots about the people who go around pretending to be retarded. That's, like, legitimately the thing. They go around pretending to be mentally ill for, for kicks. That's the plot of the movie. That's awful. Here's the weird thing about it. There's a couple weird things. One, it was part of the Dogma 95 movement. A weird time in history where a bunch of filmmakers got together and they decided, you know all this filmmaking bullet bullshit with editing and the fucking music and all that? It's all getting in the way of the art. We need to get rid of it. So they started, they drafted up these Ten Commandments, and I don't remember all of them specifically, but basically it was like, no outside music. If you wanted music in the movie, you had to play it live on the set. You had to film on video, on VHS tape, not on film. Yeah, you had to... Oh, what were some of the you other You had to film on VHS? You had to film on VHS tape. You had to film on VHS tape. You had to have live music if you wanted music. You had to have... Uh, I think it had to be, like, um, amateur actors. It couldn't be big Hollywood names. Uh, that Dogma 95 shit? Yeah. Okay. Like, we're here, we're getting sad, let's go into Dogma 95. Well, let's do some fun stuff. Like, I don't... I don't oh, I we also know. talked about our friend who's in jail. I didn't... Well, <laughs> that's some fault. <laughs> that's not a sad thing. Uh, fucking idiot. We'll get a letter from him later. I'm sure. My intention was... I First off, when I wrote up this list of notes, I didn't know you were going to be sad today. <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, uh, be like, man, this movie's horrible, but that ass-to-ass thing is really funny. Not today, just ended up being sad day for me. Well, I apologize. Okay, here we go. Dogma 95 rules. One, shooting must be done on location. Props and sets must not be brought in. If a particular prop is necessary for the story, a location must be chosen where the prop is to be found. So if you want a pool noodle in the movie, you gotta be at a pool. Sound must be... Two, the sound must never be produced apart from the images or vice versa. The music must not be used unless it occurs where the scene is being shot. Three, the camera must be handheld. Any movement or immobility attainable in the hand is permitted. Four, the, cam- the, f- the film must be in color. Special lighting is not acceptable. If there is too little light for exposure, the scene must be cut or a single lamp be attached to the camera. Five, optical film and filters are forbidden. Optical or optical work. work and filters are forbidden. Six, the film must not contain superficial action. Murders, weapons, etc. must not occur. Seven, temporal, some temporal and geographical alienation are forbidden. That is to say that the film takes place here and now. Eight, genre movies are not acceptable. Nine, the film format must be Academy 35mm. Oh, so I guess it was on film. I thought it was fucking VHS too. I guess they're just really... I guess because they're handheld cameras, the quality's not as good. Ten, the director must not be credited. But everyone, you know, that it was known who the directors were. They may or may not still do a Dogma 95 uh, film festival. They used to. And they had a bunch of them. Lars von Trier was the big guy in charge of that. He was the one who, he was one of the ones who started it. And he, I, Hold I, on. Why was there just a bunch of people fucking on a tree? That was a uh, still from uh, Antichrist, I believe. What the fuck, Lars? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Let's not get into Lars von Trier. I feel bad about telling you about Requiem for a Dream already. <laughs> Is Lars von Trier even worse? Uh, no, no, let's just go full sad. How's Big Ed doing? Oh, man. Speaking of Big Ed, I don't know about his sexual assault thing. We'll look that up right now. But uh, 90 Day Fiance was on in my fucking mom's living room. And I walked out and he was just there looking all sad. And he's like, 
I feel terrible. He's like, the one thing I had in life is raising my daughter, and I left her to try and be with Rose, and it's it's gone now. And I was like, oh, fuck. Poor Big Ed. And he had his man bun going and shit, because he does have long hair for some reason. Okay, let's see. Big Ed. Oh, no, 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 no. What? 90 Day Fiance fans drool over Rose's precious gift. 90 Day Fiance's Darcy is apparently really done with Tom. Oh, my bad. Yeah, that one. 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day Season 4 finale. Well, that doesn't have to do with the sex assault. No, 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 that one, that one, that one. one. Accusation? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day ago. What's her precious gift? Rosemarie Vega. Oh, it is Vega, not Vegas. That one article wrote it wrong. I guess her son? I guess they meant precious gift and like, he's a gift from God. Yeah, I think that's all it was. That was kind of a... I thought it was going to be like something crazy. It's rumored that Rose is now engaged to a woman. Oh. This is Big Ed Instagram. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell the people what you're seeing, Dose. Hey everybody, what's going on? Listen, Big Ed and Tender, listen. I just did a, um, cameo for I guess this is him from back in the day. He never had a neck. He had a six-inch neck. Not even. No, a three-inch just... neck for most of his youth, and then he got fat, and then his neck went away. This is him now. Like, his beard just stretched out and morphed onto his hand. There's some fan art of him. <laughs> he posted this on his official Instagram, too. That's fucking great. I love it. I guess he's, he, he's got him as He's probably Jello used hut. to the, the jeering since he's been like this. He looks fucking built in that picture of him like in a swimsuit as a wetsuit <laughs> so it's like a fan cam of him I like the cop comments someone being like okay big Ed. god damn it he, he, he looks buff as fuck though part of him he looks like a he looks like Danny DeVito smashed with some other like a normal person I don't like it Anyway, Lars von Trier's movies. I don't know if they're. Requiem for a Dream is pretty fucking depressing. I don't know if they're worse than that. But Lars von Trier gets real real in his shit. That's his thing. He likes doing that. Anyway, I'm sorry I've made you depressed. Some, I, I thought. I thought Ass to Ass would be the nice payoff for the sadness of Requiem for a Dream. I wanted fans to know about the movie. Because I don't know if a lot of people know about the movie, but they should, because it's a really great movie. I mean, I'm sure it is, but holy fuck, dude. I'm sorry if I made you depressed. But like I said, it is a fictional story. It didn't actually happen. The, those things can happen. You can get gangrene in your arm. You can get amphetamine psychosis. But you can get you addicted know. to heroin. You can just get yelled at by an old man to ass to ass. Yes. <laughs> I get yelled at by old men to do ass to ass on yeah. a daily basis. I don't know what it is. I guess you hit 65 and you just really want to see ass to ass. It's not that great. Yeah, I mean, it's just two chicks slapping their asses with a dildo in between them. I mean, it's funnier if they're just slapping their asses together. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Like, the, me and you at the sex show. She All right, now the, hold on. She pulls Question. Up a double-sided dildo. Question. And, what is it? Sexy or not, butthole scissoring. Like, no, yeah, just fucking one chick's horizontal, one chick's vertical. They both spread their butt cheeks like four, and just press them together like four-leaf clover and just... Are they, like, slapping them together, or are they, like, are they grinding them? 
But I've seen chicks scissor and they grind. It's pretty hot because all their bodies are like moving and stuff. But, like, a little bit. Like if they're just like slapping them, like it's not hot to me. That's just fucking two clams in each other. No, no, no. They're specifically targeting butthole. Well, I know. Like, it's are they grinding the butthole on butthole? One of them farts. Are you seeing the other's butthole? <laughs> they brap into each other. They brap back and forth forever and ever. Yeah, they brap back and forth forever and ever. You want to hear a weird ass movie thing? And this isn't depressing. This you is just watch funny. someone brap back and forth forever. Well, not not not. What if two chicks just pooped between each other forever? Now hold on, now, Mister. You're getting you're getting ahead of yourself here. You always do this. You always guess where I'm going with this before before I get there. I mean, we've been there's a movie for 10 by. Years. I hope so. There's a movie by this chick. Her name is um. I think her name it's Brapasaurus. Brapasaurus Rex. I think her name is Miranda July. I think it's her name. She's a real like quirky artistic type. So her movies can be like Brap. Brap they can be a little pretentious, but they can also be good. Like, she's got her good and bad qualities. But there's this movie of hers called, uh, I think it's called Me and You and Everyone We Know. And this, like, the little kid, he's like, he's like eight, and his brother's like 12. So they're on the computer, and he's like, hey, look, we joined a chat room. And, like, it's like a sex chat room. And the lady's doing sex talk to him, but they're both, like, little kids. So he's like, what should we say? And then the littlest kid is like, you should say you're gonna poop into her butt, and then she'll poop into your butt, and you'll just poop the poop back and forth forever and ever. So, the brother types that, and then later on in the film, uh, the littlest brother gets to the keyboard while this lady's there, and then she's like, "We should meet up," and the little kid's like, "Okay, we'll meet here at my favorite park." And then the lady is like a forty-year-old woman from like I think it's the main character's boss, and she sees that she's meeting like a six-year-old and she's just like nope <laughs> just gets up and walks away and the little kids they're like hello <laughs> i want to poop in your butt i want you to poop in my butt and i'll poop in your butt and then we'll poop back and forth and the lady's like nope nope i never met you never seen you don't know who you are bye my favorite uh thing that i've ever seen one of my favorite things they just reminded me of it but it's uh the the these chicks are lying on their backs and they got their legs way up above them and you don't see anything but they're like pelvis and like their buttholes are real stretched open yeah and it cuts to like um morphe like a shot from the matrix where like they're like riding through the tunnel and they're like all in their dingy clothes and it's like matrix tech everywhere it's like oh yeah they're going through the fucking yeah yeah and then like all of a sudden it's bright daylight and it cuts back to the chicks and like a dildo's passing between. <laughs> and then it goes back into her, the other chick's butthole and it goes back into the shadow. Oh, the hey, this is the thing I wanted to mention that I, I didn't write down. And this isn't a, this is kind of a happy thing for them. The people who made the Matrix movies, the Wachowski brothers. Yeah. When I first heard about them, someone was like, oh, they're the Wachowski siblings really because one of them is a female. And I was like, Oh, really? And I looked up a picture of the Wachowskis, and I saw, like, a, bo- a big bald guy, and then just what I thought was a normal lady with braids, and I was like, okay. I guess they just call themselves the Wachowski brothers because it's easier that way. And then... Oh, one of them's trans? Yes. So oh, it turns out that one of them was trans. 
So then, can we get hold on? Can we remove Big Ed's Instagram because he's just kind of staring at me like mouth slightly open and I don't <laughs> okay, like. He's going Big Ed. It's kind of creepy. Uh, I get why Rose isn't with him anymore. He he man, I could not look go, at that man's like face. He was about to go ass to or ask you to go ass to ass. Oh, big, I, got, I got something for you, Big this Ed. This is a family show. Uh, a little bit of brat for you. We don't, we don't do that shit. We talk about it, but we don't do it. Speak for yourself. Anyway, before any, also about the me having dark humor. Before anybody thinks I'm just an edgy boy, I like light stuff too. Like I like fucking. He loves it when old men scream ass to ass. Yeah, it's just I, even I if la- there's no heroin addiction involved. I laugh at. I would have laughed at that in any movie. It was. In, I laugh at situations like, I can't remember. There was something recently that was like. The reason it made me laugh is because the thing that happened was so inappropriate for the situation that like. I was laughing at the entirety of the situation. It's like if you're at a funeral and a fucking clown comes in by accident. Like, no one invited him. No, he got sent there funny. by accident. He thought he was going to a kid's party, he's but he's already there. So he's going to finish. So he and like, performs It's not supposed to be funny, and you should be upset that this clown is at this man's funeral. But it's so funny that this situation has happened. <laughs> It's like the it's like the sitcom Teddy well, thing. Nick, I need you to promise me something. What? I'll invite a clown to your funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell no one. Just. Just then, just, ha- just have him wear a sign that says "emotional support clown." <laughs> put you by the casket. Just put him by the casket, and like he does a little magic trick every time someone comes up to pay their respects. Like, <laughs> pulls a coin out of your ear. Coin out of the pulls a coin out of their ear, puts it over one of my eyes. And by the like, end, there's just a stack of quarters, and, he fl- and they fall over. He's gonna pay the ferryman for a whole ride, like for it, a ride around four or five times. Like the coins fall off, and then he like tries to get them, but like ends up has, like has to climb into the casket to like pick me up to get up. <laughs> he picks up your head and is like, "Ah, wise guy, huh?" He picks up my head and like there's a, uh, fuck, I don't have anything to do fully work with. There's just like change falling. Like, is that what you're gonna say? No, no. um... Here we go, here we go. Alright, there's just a sound. That, that would have worked better with a plastic bottle instead of a paper bag, but there's just a... As he, like, cracks your neck. No, as, like, my head just pops up. He's like, oh, no! And he, like, starts bouncing around. But you had it, like, pre-removed for this gag? No, it's a, it's a fake body in there. Oh, okay. It's a very realistic fake body. He's, like, juggling my head. Oh. And he, like, knocks over, like, uh, a candelabra and, like catches it but tosses it up in the air and like like he's knocks over a stack a of bible sh- he starts juggling a bunch of shit one of those is my head yeah oh let me finish and my you're thing like, you son of a bitch and you go at him with a knife but he like kicks you in the nuts and you're like oh my nuts <laughs> and you like bend over in pain and you split As your kicks pants me, like his, and like his, some confetti comes out of your his ass big, his big clown shoes go <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like Again, I want to re- I want to emphasize. He kicks you in the balls, and you split your pants, and confetti flies out of your ass. Oh, okay, I didn't hear that part. Sorry. Uh, and like your knife goes flying, and he starts juggling the knife, a Bible, like a candelabra, and like my severed head. He's like, there's candy coming out of your body, and he stabs my head with the knife, slams it into the candelabra, and like sets it on the Bible, and it's like, da da. And you're like, genius, genius, and you just start throwing ones at him. <laughs> Great work, Bozo. I just wanted to clarify before anybody thinks also, I'm Also, um... I'm an edgy you, boy for You uh, bring everybody boy. into a dark room afterwards, turn on the lights, and then my dead body is swinging from the ceiling fan. <laughs> <This is> face <laughs> jammed in And place. then just, you you did this spray-painted on the wall. <laughs> and I'm and like, the room is set on fire. He wanted you to see this. 
Uh, but yeah, I wanted to just clarify for anybody thinks I'm one of those guys who's just edgy for the sake of being edgy. Whoever I can drink the most liquid ass gets all my stuff. That's my will. I'm That's just, my living will. If I ever die for any reason, uh, whoever can drink the most liquid ass <laughs> gets all my stuff. Everyone else can get shit. <laughs> Is that the spray that smells like shit? It smells exactly like a dirty asshole. Dirty, sweaty. <laughs> Is it a, can you drink ass. it? Is it drinkable? I mean, you physically... Is a liquid that can be consumed in theory. In theory. In theory. Which is why I say whoever can drink the most liquid ass can get all my stuff. I'm going to win the lottery and that's going to be in my will. Everyone else can get fucked. <laughs> oh, so I paid the, Big Tim so he can go to a sex party and just watch some Scream ass, ass to ass at Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah. But not like... Um, uh, a prostitute who's the heroine in Jennifer Connelly's shoes. No, actual no, no, no. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm paying her good money for this. She's there. You get a prop version of David Bowie's crotch, all bulbous and shit. That's what she's going ass. There's like two of them we put together, so it goes ass to ass. <laughs> this guy wearing a David Bowie's crotch outfit. Well, the Wachowskis. His name is uh, Crotcho. Recently, uh, someone was like, I was watching a review, and someone was like. I was watching a like a, a re- retrospective on the Matrix and like reevaluating them, and the guy was like the Wachowski brothers, and he's like, "Oh, siblings," and he shows the picture of one of them being trans, and he was like, "Oh, sisters," and he shows the picture of the two of them being trans, and I was like, "What?" And I looked it up, and yeah, the Wachowskis—they started up when they made the first Matrix. They were the Wachowski brothers, and then the first one became one of the sisters. At some point in between Matrix Revelations and now, the 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 big bald guy brother turned into. The sister, uh, I forget their names. Is I think she... it's like Lily and and Jennifer, something like that. I don't know. Good for them. Yeah, like, I'm like good, like, right on that. I, I was just super surprised because I was like, wait, what? And I, and I was like, I didn't, because before that, I didn't even know that the the first brother who turned into the sister, I didn't even know she was trans. I just thought it was, I thought it was just one of the, like the Wachowski siblings. Like I thought there was one that was a brother and one that was a sister, but instead of being the Wachowskis that were the Wachowski brothers. Do you feel that? It sounded better. Yeah. You know what this means? What's that? I got your toes. Oh shit. I got the infinity toes. Give me your toes. God, that shit's so fucking good. Well, good for the Wachowski sisters. Yeah, they're the Wachowski sisters now. I was super surprised that like the other one had gone trans too. I, I was I didn't even know the first one was. So there you go. Good times. Sorry for making you sad with Requiem for a Dream. It happens. I mean, we got happy. We got, like, some good news that, like, people have embraced who they really are. Yeah. And again, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream is not a real, not based on a true story. Great film, though. There's this part uh, where... There's this part where an old man screams ass to ass. <laughs> just watch that part. Just, Don't yeah. watch the rest of it. Go on, go on YouTube and look up the ending of Requiem for a Dream. Don't watch it all. Just go to the cut part. Cut to like seven minutes in. Cut to like, I think it's about five minutes or so in. When Jennifer Connelly's in the sex party. But don't pay attention to her Fuck like... Okay, let's see it. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, let's just complete the sadness cycle. We're not watching the whole thing. No, we're not going to watch the whole fucking thing. We're just going to cut to five minutes where Jennifer Connelly's getting yelled at to go ass to ass. Oh, I mean, we're not going to watch the whole ten minute ending. Is no, what we're just watching the ass to ass part. Wait a second. What? Before you do that, can you uh, right click on... Uh, how to design an actually good toaster with lessons from the 1940s and put that in a new tab for me later. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I need my toaster-related content. <laughs> good. That's Harry calling from jail to be like I'm in jail. Let me just blaze through here. Man, I'm looking at 
He's like, I get why you're not letting me watch any of this because it's all very sad. Yeah, this chick, this is the mom. And, like, you see how she looks. She did so good. She lost the Academy Award to, uh, what's that chick's name? Anne Montana. Uh, Julia Roberts. Fuck Julia Roberts. For, I think it was Aaron Brockovich. But she got totally robbed. She's fucking amazing in this movie. There's a, that's the part I was about to talk about when Harry and Tyrone are freaking out in the jail cell. They do this cool thing where, like, the film cell, like, moves. It looks fucking cool. Electroshock therapy. Uh, see, it's all kind of intercut with everything, so I gotta... There's Big Tim telling her to go in there. There's her at the party. I'm trying to find the part specifically where the old man is like, Estes! I think it's right here, so let's play a little bit. There it is. That was Joe Biden. Estes! <laughs> it kind of did look like Joe Biden. <laughs> Alright, let's stop, because I don't like this anymore. Yeah. No, just that. What was it fucking horrible? I'm going to have a nightmare about this. Oh, man. Marlon Wayans, though, he had a lot of potential to be... Let's get off of this. I'll pre- close that. I want to look at my toaster now. <laughs> Are we going to watch it live? No, I just want to look at the toaster. It's a nice-looking toaster. He's done, like, four videos on toasters. Uh, did I ever tell you about the Nin Toaster? Nintendo yeah. Yeah, he made the Nintoaster, the guy. That guy used to live in San Antonio, actually. Uh, built a Nintendo inside of a toaster. And then he made a video teaching you how to do it. He also made the Super Gen Atari, which was all of those consoles in one mega case that he put inside of an old vacuum, like, head. It's pretty fucking cool. You know what's cool? What? Me. You are. You know what's not cool? Telling you about Requiem for a Dream? Yeah, let's never talk. Can you promise me that you'll never talk about that again? Uh, to you, yes. No, no, like. No, I'm I not want you. To, I want you to get up like the day you get married. It's like promise to love you and cherish you for all the days of my life, and never ever talk about Requiem for a Dream ever again. I'm never gonna talk. I'm never, Sorry, Dose. I'm not gonna promise to never talk about it ever because that's a. I fucking love talking about that movie. Just get that shit away from me, holy yeah, fuck! I won't talk to you about it. I'm. A, I but I'm a person who loves talking about film and film analysis, and that movie I'll is walk like. Walk away next time you talk that shit. I won't bring it up around you. Holy but. shit, man. What do you want to see? Ass to ass. Ass to ass. I always thought that came from a movie. Because uh, I think the I first I wish that I... didn't look so fucking... Like, I get why they were going for grimy. Because it is grimy. I just wish it wasn't so fucking gross. Yeah, I mean... they were sending, haunt me. They were sending a message. They And they sent that goddamn message. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta give them that. Yep. Especially if you watch the whole thing. But Dose don't watch the whole thing. Alright. Let's get back to... Let's get back to fun ass. You want me to read the copy pasta again? No, I want you to fucking DM Darkside Phil's sister. <laughs> oh man, I don't even want to do that right now. No, I gotta get something out of this other than ass to ass, which is now sad because now I just imagine Joe Biden telling a twelve-year-old to do that. Why'd you make it a twelve-year-old? Because <laughs> he probably did some diddling. Yeah, uh, I think every politician did. Yeah, no, like he he had a, he was known as. If you're a politician that likes ass to ass, right into the show. Don't you know what? Do we'll we'll put it out there. Don't worry. If it's not, if it's not children, if you just like ass to ass, it's cool. If you want to see Jennifer Connelly go ass to ass with a prostitute, if there was ever children involved, don't message us. Message us your name and address. If you've never um, diddled a child and you're a politician, message us. Those that don't, we'll just assume. So, uh, politicians, it's on you now. Oh shit. Everyone. Yeah, we turned that shit around, didn't we? Yeah, we made it. <laughs> Everyone's got to listen to Dead Air now. This is, this is a worldwide podcast, by the way. We're broadcasting to the entire world. So yeah, everybody. shout out to uh, 
Roubaix, France, to our one fan out there. Shout out to that guy. He's been Sorry listening to us. Sorry, this sad. I didn't intend for it to be sad. I guess I forgot that Dose would probably get sad out of it. I probably should, I probably should say this for if I ever talked to Casey on a podcast or something, because he, like me, probably would have rolled with uh, how funny the situation is, not specifically how sad the whole thing is. I mean, like if a prostitute walks in, some old man's like, hey, star, that's fucking great. But it, it like, oh, if you man. know the if you know the prostitute's backstory beforehand, yeah, no, it's just sad. Uh, so anyway, the Dead Air OnlyFans account is coming out. It could be like Brittany Venti. Brittany Venti has an OnlyFans of her playing with her pussy, and it's just you pay for videos of her petting her cat. It's a real thing. <laughs> People were, uh, someone was like, I'm not sure if I should be upset about my money or if I should be like happy that like it was like. She, I, I was simping for her, and she fucking called me on it by <laughs> showing me videos of her cat. Also, uh, you know, shout out to Brittany Venti. Hopefully you're not dying in a hospital right now. Man, it, that's going to be sad if that happens. Yeah, no, for real. I like Brittany Venti a lot. I don't agree this, with her on if everything. If Brittany Venti dies, that's going to make this the saddest podcast ever. <laughs> We're not even going to release this one if that happened. No. All right, y'all. I, I, this is going to be an sad cast. We'll, we'll edit it up. We'll make it a happy cast. All right, everybody, this is the end of Happy Cast. And remember, don't watch Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> watch it if you're a filmmaker. But no, that's not what I was going to say. Remember, listen, I have a problem. I have a real problem. I've developed a fetish for sniffing women's asses. It's fucked up, I know. No idea why, not into skit. One day, caught a whiff of a girl's ass, and it was that was it for me. Now I'm hooked and can't stop. Help me. Share more. Spread it on every fucking message board you go on to. Just share it on Twitter. Fuck it. Just get that copy pasta out there. All right, good night, everybody. Kiss, kiss. Bye.